0: Welcome to the Modern Rustic. I'm Russell. I'm Zach. We are a community-based podcast from the heart of the Fraser Valley, where we have classic conversations about our current culture and the impact we have on it. So, what is it? So, Europe is
1: year, day, month. No, Europe is day, month,
0: year. Is it really? Yes day month cuz that makes the most sense
1: it does cuz you go from the smallest increment to the largest yes
0: because you always you see the dates and you're like okay both numbers the month and the day are less than 12 yeah so you it's don't June know 5th.
1: how are you supposed to know mm-hmm. you don't
0: know yeah what how, what's the well, 6 months 6 day? yeah yeah how do you know it's very annoying ugh Anyways, I find that very, like, there's some things, you know, culturally, different countries can have different things. You know, obviously you can speak different languages. That's fine. I will personally allow that. Um, (laughs) It's
1: so gracious of
0: you. You know, I don't really get the whole metric and imperial thing. Pick one.
2: Everybody in the world gets it. That's it. You're done. Wasn't it that America was trying to be different with the Fahrenheit and the imperial system? Than the rest of the world. I think they just, yeah, they were always looking for ways to just do things differently. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, everyone's like, oh, let's move to America. It's a new world. Let's do it different, you Mm -hmm. know? Did they invent it, though? I don't. Or where did they get it from? Did they just make it up? Because
1: they were colonized by the English, and you would think they would just carry their measurement systems over with them. Right. I guess. You know who we need on here is a
0: history teacher. Mm.
1: But I think we'll settle
2: for a history teacher's son. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Andrew Purdy, uh, son of Kurt Purdy, who was also on this podcast a while ago. Um, I'm 21 years old, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I work in the hospital right now, and I play music, more specifically drums. Great, nice. Yeah.
0: Thank you for your introduction.
2: Thank you for having me. What did you think of that segue? Was that pretty good? It was actually really <laughs> good. I didn't good. see it coming <laughs> yeah, until
0: until the end there. We're notoriously terrible at Segways. Yeah. Um,
1: Just like the uh, inventor of the Segway, who uh, died by driving a Segway off a cliff. There's no way that's real. It's, it's true. It's 100% accurate. Yeah. Really? It. Yep. yeah. He was demonstrating the Segway and drove it right off a cliff. Why was he doing it by a cliff?
0: I assume to show its cliff capabilities. <laughs> its
1: breaking capabilities?
2: Yeah, like, hey,
0: check me out. I can ride along the edge of the cliff, and I'll be fine. He wasn't. Yeah. He plummeted to his death. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, Poor it's guy. great. It's great. Um, but actually, okay, back to this Imperial thing. Because the UK right now wants to make it, they want to have both now. So they had the kilometers. Yeah. Those guys. Metrics. That's they metric, had metrics. Yeah. But now, what's that guy in charge? Where? In the UK.
1: Well, it's not Boris. But he's out, right? He's out. Yeah. And then it was another lady who I can't remember the name of. And she's also out. Hmm. I, I, I have no idea who there. it is
0: now. Well, it's not the Queen. <laughs> um, anyways, but they, the UK wanted to bring back the Imperial system but use them both. Mm-hmm. Like kinda like Canada does. So but everyone's like this is the dumbest thing we've ever heard. Why are we doing this? It's just makes it I think personally I think it's uh the labeling company. They're all in on it. It's mm-hmm. like okay we can we have to make you know that's another like three or four millimeters that we have to make labels Like, that, your jar of pickles has to be, like, the label has to be, like, a little bit more so we can charge more for paper, charge more for glue, all that stuff. So, I think they're pushing it. But, I have no proof of that. Absolutely not. That's
2: a hell of a conspiracy (laughs) theory.
0: I don't know. You know,
2: it's not that bad to use both. I think, I was actually having a conversation with one of my coworkers last night. She was saying she was a a swimmer and did, Mm. like, five kilometers, like, uh, what do you call them swims I don't know yeah. or laps <laughs> yeah right yeah. but she she did it like in in lakes and stuff like that and oh, she said nice. oh one time the water was so cold it was 59 degrees and I <laughs> I was like what that's not cold at all <laughs> she's like what do you mean I said are you using Celsius or Fahrenheit because I feel like when we're having conversations in Canada everything's Celsius yeah of course. right and she's like oh not sure which one it is. She couldn't remember which one <laughs> was Celsius and Fahrenheit. I said, was it really hot or was it almost freezing? She said, it was almost freezing. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're speaking in Fahrenheit, <laughs> but we're in Canada here, so it's really confusing that way. That but would
1: be insane to swim in 59 degrees yeah, Celsius water. Yeah, That's above boiling. Isn't no, it? 100 no,
2: degrees boiling is, boiling is boiling for no, water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything
0: about math. That's okay. <laughs> or science.
2: Yeah, I use Imperial for construction. Like When I did construction, everything... I mean, we'd have to convert from the blueprints that were in millimeters to inches and everything. Oh, the blueprints
1: yeah. are in metric? A lot of them oh, are, okay. and
2: in millimeters, too. So, yeah. like, it would be like, oh, this room is 30,000 millimeters <laughs> long or something like that. We're yeah. like, okay, we got to convert that to inches and then measure off. It was a pain in the butt. Yeah, because but I was
1: going to say, like, there are situations where we do use both. Like, mm-hmm. construction's a really good example. Like, yeah. you know, a 2 by 4 that's two inches by four inches, except for that it's not.
2: Yeah, it's an but, inch and a half by three and
0: a half yeah. inches, yeah. But I can't yeah. call it a four by one and a half or
1: You can't call it a one one and a half by three and a half or. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a mouthful. Yeah, that's yeah, horrible. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, also, I mean, you know, how tall are you? I'm 5'10". How tall are you? 6'3". Now say that in centimeters.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, well, way. I don't
2: know what centimeters. Is it 180 centimeters <clears throat> or something? Is six feet or five? I think so. Yeah, because
1: yeah. I'm 170 centimeters, which is like five nine five ten somewhere mm, in that neighborhood. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: same with weight, right? Like, I don't know how many kilograms. No. I'm yeah. Exactly. All. Yeah. But you're supposed. It says on my driver's license. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. And you know they asked me, I'm like, oh, you know. However X many pounds. of this, and they're yeah. like, oh, we'll just change it to kilograms." I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, whatever. Sure. But yeah, but it's all generational. It's all societal in that regard. Because nobody teaches
2: you the imperial system. Well, what do you mean? It's cool. They like in, do they? Uh, at least when I was in it. They they briefly touched on it. And it was the conversion rates between the yeah, two. Yeah, I remember and, that. And everything. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, but I think it's 2.3 is the conversion between... I
1: think it's like 2.54 centimeters is one
2: inch yeah something like that yeah. and then the kilograms to pounds I think is 2.3 <laughs> something like that yeah, so something I could be wrong it was a while ago yeah I you know I
0: don't really it was remember. even longer ago for <laughs> me I remember I was always terrible like at, at conversion math mm, I just yeah. didn't get it like you had to like put them both on they're, they're both a denominator but then you had to like cross them yeah yeah maths. they cancel out each other they
2: yeah.
1: But I also know that I'm not, you know I'm gonna continue using the imperial system for the things that I use it for probably until I die. Like well, exactly. and I'll pass that on to my son. Like I'm not gonna convert my scale to kilograms. That's what I'm saying.
0: It's yeah. all societal. Yeah. Like they don't teach you to speak in imperial at school. They just I mean they also don't really teach you to speak like in metric either, really. But they teach you the metro system and the imperial system, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying here. But, like, <laughs> we use the imperial societally, which is way more powerful than what we would learn in school.
2: So, I don't know how you fix that. Yeah. Or if it's worth fixing. It's probably good to know both. It, probably. You know? I think yeah. Miles are stupid, in my opinion, <laughs> mm-hmm. because what is the number that of feet that go into a, a mile or yeah. yards that go into a mile, right? that's Why the is thing it not that's, even with zeros, right? That's
1: the thing that annoys me about the Imperial. Like, mm-hmm. I like the metric system more because mm-hmm. it's, you know... Efficient. 10 centimeters is
2: a meter, or no. Ten, 10 100 100 is a hundred centimeters. Meter, yeah. A hundred Yeah. A thousand meters is a kilometer. It just right, makes right. sense at all. You just add so zeros. Yeah. It's just
1: zeros. But then with the imperial system, it's like, especially in construction, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, go cut this board sixteen and five eighths of an inch.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Right. It, like it would make more sense if it was. Yeah. yeah. And I find measuring tapes confusing. I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, because they're usually in. Because you've got like
0: four different numbers on there. Honestly, they, you got
2: to look for the red line and. It's easier for me to read an imperial tape measure than it mm. is a metric one because there's so in the metric one there's so many small little dashes, yeah. right? And imperial the the gaps are a lot bigger. Yeah. And you know, they're divided into 4, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I guess true. That makes sense.
1: Cuz a base 12 system does divide a lot more evenly than a base 10 system does. Yeah.
0: That makes sense yeah. also. There's definitely pros and cons to both.
1: Yeah, but I feel like there's more pros to the metric system.
0: There are. But see, then I bring up the romance of it.
1: You go to America. Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day's coming. Yeah. Yes. It's February 2nd. It's less than two weeks away.
0: What does that have to do with the metric system? You just
1: said it was romantic.
0: Oh, right. Mm. (laughs) I didn't connect on you with that. Okay. okay. Back on track. You know, every... Meter, kilometers aren't sexy.
2: A mile is. Yeah, sexy Yeah, you say, oh, it's just you go <laughs> goes three miles down the road, turn right, you know, like that. Yeah, type exactly. of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. You know,
0: you writing, you write a novel and you do, you write in in miles because mm-hmm. it's sexier. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds better rolling it's off not, the tongue.
1: I would walk five hundred kilometers. Right. <laughs> it, that would be a weird yeah, song. It, it kind of works better into song, and yeah, it works better conversationally, I guess. But
2: what about speeds on a car? Would 100 miles or 100 kilometers an hour sound better than that does what sound is 60 better. whatever? Yeah, 60 miles, miles an, hour? an hour is higher. Because, speed. because
0: it's higher number. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but it's also round.
0: Mm,
2: like
1: the
0: wheels on a
2: car. Exactly. That's true. I yeah. I think the way we have it set up is fine. We don't need to adjust it, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. guess. It's
1: just, it's funny
2: that you say that it's like a big
1: thing that the, that the UK is wanting to use both when, like, we do use both. Yeah. I, I think that they more exclusively do use the metric system. Like, mm. when when somebody from the UK, for example, talks about how much they weigh, they're talking about stone, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you ever tried to measure a horse? It's in hands. What is yeah. this magic? I don't know how many hands I am. Like, like I understand, like, when they first started making measurements, they're like, okay, we'll just use our hands and our feet. That's how we got a foot. Yeah. Mm. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. But, but
1: is hands a standard measurement for horses? For like, horses, yes. There is a conversion? There is a conversion, You're not yeah. literally like, this is Russell's hands. That's how it
0: originated.
1: Yeah. But No, but that's not how you do, you don't measure horses. No, like,
0: a hand on for a horse is a specific measurement. Right. Yeah, it's a number. I don't know what it is. I'd have to look. I'll look it up right now because I'm very curious.
1: Did did you know that a buttload is a, it is a measurement? What? Yeah. A buttload is equal to whatever. uh, I can't remember what the number is, but it's equal to uh, a wine cask. That's, that's what you'd call a buttload. So you got a buttload of wine. If you have a cask of wine. Mm. What's a butt? Well, I think a butt is like the translation for a
0: cask. Basically. That's Uh... like what they used to call
1: casks. As they would call them butts.
0: That kind of makes sense. Yeah,
1: but it's like B-U-T-T-E. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like ton and ton. Mm, yes. There's always an E at the end. Yeah. That's a different ton. Okay. <laughs> so a hand is 10.16 centimeters. All right. Why? Why can't they just make that 10 centimeters? Yeah, or 10.1
1: even, because you measure .06 of a centimeter.
0: Yeah. How ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah. Does it convert better to inches, though? I bet, I bet that's what it is. Mm, let's
0: see. Where's inches? Inches. I don't know. Oh, it's four inches. Oh, yeah, okay. So there you yeah, go. yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay, see, that makes a lot more sense. Because didn't we start with... We started with Imperial, right? And then we got Metric later. Who is, is that, The Metric system. I think in, in, the, in Europe. In the Europe. When was the metric system invented? Seventeen ninety five in France. There you go. Now we gotta find out when the Imperial system was <laughs> Welcome
1: to Russell Google's things on the Modern Rustic Podcast.
0: Eighteen hundreds. So we had, we had metric, metric before hers. Yeah. And before that we had the Winchester standards from the fifteen hundreds. Oh wow. Don't know what that That's is. That's probably where we get hands <laughs> and buttloads. There's a couple other weird ones. What's yeah. uh what's the other, um, I know that a, there's like, for time, there's a couple of weird ones, like, uh, a jiffy, a jiffy is a, a
2: unit of measurement. An actual? Yeah,
0: so like, I'll be there in jiffy, that's an actual amount of time.
2: Huh. Oh. Yeah, isn't that wild? That's wild. It's kind of cool how like, the translation, or like, throughout time, it changes what the meaning is. That just means quick, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And peanut Um, butter. Yeah. (laughs) It means both of those things.
2: And, uh, Oil, lube, yeah, Jiffy that's lube. right. Yeah, not a sponsor, <laughs> anyways. Have, in the Bible, there's cubits as well. Oh, right? yeah, oh, they, they had, had their own system back then, yeah, too. Yeah, right. I, I don't know, like shekels for money. I think that was a thing.
1: Uh, don't is cubits not used anymore.
0: I feel like cubit is like a square, is like a square measurement. Well, you probably think that because it's a, it's a sound like yeah.
2: a cube. Yeah, I think it says here, this could be wrong. But it says 1 mil equals 2,000 L's, so E L L S, and then in brackets it says qubits. So mm. I guess a qubit is 1 mil, but this is different. Oh, never mind. This is a different mil, it says here. So it's, is it mile? It's M I L. So it's a different, oh. I don't know if they're saying, but it's what not. What's that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's probably from the Winchester standards.
0: Mm. <laughs> That's wild. There's so many cool things.
1: But is like, anybody still listening?
2: Yeah, of at course. this point, this, this is interesting stuff. stuff. Okay. Oh yeah.
0: All right. We've only talked for 15 minutes about the metrics. <laughs> <laughs> That's concerning. <laughs> it's not. Look, it's actually interesting. There's a lot of people that actually care a lot about this. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's like, "I hate switching." Like, same as you. He was. He was. He's an architect fella, and he's. And he says. Why are we doing all these different measurements? It's yeah. ridiculous. i got to convert and do this. and I'm like, they're paying me just to convert things. It takes like an hour. That's, it's I don't know how much. colossal architect. waste of time. Colossal mm-hmm. waste of time. Oh, man. You know what isn't a colossal waste of time? This is a completely different tangent. So okay. if there's anything else on <laughs> metrics, yeah. go for it.
1: You're doing a tangent instead
0: of a segue right now? Yeah, because we already made the segue joke. Okay. I don't have a tangent joke. Mm. um okay have you heard of the company called colossal no okay so they are the company involved with reproducing and bringing back to life the woolly mammoth okay yeah so <laughs> i just i listened to a podcast a couple of weeks ago about the boneyard in alaska and it's there's some crazy stuff over there basically they just like dredge up all these like saber-toothed tigers and mammoths and all this stuff out of these, like, Alaskan fields, basically. Mm -hmm. But anyways, it segued into me learning about this, the mammoth park that they're basically building in Russia. Okay. So it's essentially Jurassic Park. They're going to call it something else, like prehistoric park or something like that. And And they have basically successfully taken woolly mammoth DNA... They've changed a couple things, and then they, uh, are, they're made, they made them a little bit smaller, and then they're, they spliced some elephant DNA in there, and then they're going to put that embryo, that's those cells, from the woolly mammoth, inside an elephant, and see if they can make a baby.
2: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. And they're having success with this. Wow. Yeah. So, within, I think, the end of next year... hmm they're, they're going to be opening this reser- this preserve, basically, and they're going to have woolly mammoths. Do they already have one now? No, they're... Mm, I'd have to check on that, but they're in the works. Okay. It's in the works. But they all the science they have, mm-hmm. they just have to wait. Because an elephant's gestation period is like uh,
2: over a year. So right. it takes a while.
0: But can you imagine that?
2: Yeah, that's the Russians do crazy things with, yeah. like when it comes to that sort of thing. I was um, I I read about this guy. He was a doctor and he was the one of the only doctors looking to research head transplants. Oh, so taking yeah. a human head with their consciousness and everything yep. and just putting it on a different body. Oh. And he he started with horses. Horse. and doing doing that with horses and then this one guy he had um like als or something like his body mm-hmm. he was in a wheelchair his whole life you know his mind was functioning but he couldn't move his body and uh he volunteered himself um to, to get to his be, head yeah, off yeah right yes. like, and to put on a different body so that he could have like a like a like a working body of somebody who died yeah. you know donated their body to science or whatever yeah and and then Just putting the head on this body. I have no idea if it's happened yet or... Because it was like a couple years ago and he was researching for years. I'm super curious about that. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Head transplant. How long ago was this? I was reading about it in 2019, I think. And that's when it was happening. Yeah, like I saw like some... A couple news articles on it. Yeah.
0: I I kind of
2: remember hearing about that at
0: one Mm -hmm. point. Like a couple years ago. Uh it's going to take me a bit. To
2: yeah, cuz
1: it sounds like one of those things that you'd hear like would have happened in the Middle Ages. Yeah. yeah. I feel
2: like if it would had been successful, I feel like it would have would have more of it. But I don't even know if they've done it yet, right? Like yeah. he might still be researching cuz you got to connect like the brain stem to the spine yeah. or whatever and Yeah, how do you, like it's you all know, nerves. Like right? that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, like we can't really reconstruct nerves yet or i I could be wrong, but like all of them uh, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Sounds like a huge
1: undertaking.
0: Well, the thing... Because it's
1: also... Sorry, I don't mean to cut no, you go off, ahead. but consciousness is one of those things that scientists still don't understand. So mm-hmm. it's insane to jump from we don't
2: understand consciousness to True. let's chop someone's head off and put it True. on somebody
1: else's body. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. But is consciousness in the mind? It probably is, more so than in the person's
1: body. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Like, but... we don't understand it. We don't know how consciousness, like... How it is? It a product of both mind
2: and body. Yeah. Is it entirely in your mind? And you have to bring up the question: Would the person, if the surgery was successful, mm-hmm. would they go mm-hmm. insane being in another body? Right. Yeah. Well, know? and
0: how would? I mean, the, the the consciousness argument we can go on forever about, mm-hmm. but how much of what makes you you? Is in your body, yeah, like specifically right. from the neck down,
2: yeah, like yeah. your movements when you're talking with your yeah. hands and your little twitches or whatever, yeah. and the yeah. way you react to, you know, because
0: they've already had instances of stuff like that where they, you get an organ transplant from somebody else, and you, like, they've a lot of people claim like they have they've seen other people's memories, mm-hmm. they feel
1: different, yeah. they. Yeah. Itch. Even even more elementary than that, when somebody gets a limb amputated, you know the phantom limbs. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that. Yeah, they get an itch where there's where there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. phantom pain yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. Like so see. how does that carry over when you're in a
2: body with different dimensions? Like Ooh. everything's a different size. Right. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say, like, let's say, if I were to get my head put on another body, would I still be able to drum? Or yeah. Play video games yeah. as well as I do. Or well, you something probably like that, right? I would
1: imagine that you probably wouldn't because. I think that a lot of that is, and maybe this is this term is a misnomer, but mu- muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, is muscle memory in your muscles? No, it, so med- it's
2: it's actually in the brain. So with that phantom pain thing, when people lose a limb, it takes a while for that, for the brain to register yes. that there's yeah. no limb. Um, but after a period of time, that part in your brain then goes to another area in your body, if that makes sense. So it kind of strengthens another, you know, like people who lose their eyesight have better senses in their hearing or whatever and stuff like that. It's similar with losing a limb. And so it goes to a different part in their body and it starts working for that Mm. instead. So Mm. it's like a higher, you know, put more power into it.
0: I had a, I I had a theory about this and, but I don't know if it's true, but (laughs) well, like going with the, with the senses are stronger when you lose one thing. Do you think that's all of your five senses? Or do you think it's just
2: vision? I, I believe it's all of them. Um, Because you have to make up for... Obviously, it's like training, right? Mm. Um, like in... Have you guys seen Bird Box? Oh, Stupid. yeah. I don't like the movie. Oh, but really? like, it, it was kind of whatever. But like, they were a lot better with their hearing because they're so used to... You know, yeah. even though they can see, yes. they're so used to training it. So parts of it is like, actually like learning... Mm -hmm. to, like, use your other senses better. So we don't really depend on on hearing to move around as much as our eyesight. Right. But these people that are blind do, because, you know, they have the walker that's feeling, or some people actually will, like, click their tongue, Mm -hmm. and, like, use... It's a very small amount of people, but, like, echolocation type things. Right? And so they're just, like, trying to adapt to their surroundings. Interesting. Well, your brain has, like, a certain amount of power, right? So...
0: Yeah. If... Mm
1: -hmm. Like, you know, you go blind at 20, all of that power that your brain has used to hone your eyesight for the last 20 years, like, that power has to go somewhere. Like
0: mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Now, I hear what you're saying, but so far, the best examples have always been when people go blind. Yeah. What happens if you can still see, but you lose your hearing? Do you think your eyesight gets better?
1: Probably not, because that's more of a physical thing.
2: Yeah. yeah exactly because yeah. you can't change the the shape of your eyes yeah because right. that's what that you know you get stuff in your cornea or whatever but maybe
1: you can smell better or taste right? better yeah like i wonder That's yeah.
0: that's what i'm wondering like if you lose your sense of smell does your taste
1: get better or maybe it goes somewhere else maybe you become more empathetic you know maybe it just amplifies Ooh, like a completely mm, different sense like emotion. yeah yeah. yeah maybe it doesn't happen the same way for
0: everybody interesting
2: But most people that lose their hearing, that's not damage to the brain as much as well. It's usually damage to a physical, yeah, to like the eardrum or something like that, right? So I could be. I mean, if you go blind, I guess it's damage to the eyes as well, maybe. But some people hit their heads and they go blind. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Hmm. We should get somebody more qualified. Sorry, I'm not. I'm (laughs) trying to be a psychiatrist. Well, hey, you work at a hospital. I'm not quite there yet.
0: So um, apparently they had a oh there's so many ads on this website world's first human head transplant successfully performed on a corpse on a corpse okay so I don't know what how they, they learned how do they measure success I would I would assu- I'm gonna read the article but I would assume that they probably sent like electrical signals yeah through, into the brain and see if it through the in th- okay. through the brain into the body or through and the body it, into it, the it, brain like an arm yeah. flexes or something yeah. like that, right yeah. Interesting. That would be. I feel like there would be so many people against something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs>
1: Just because it tamper[s] with,
0: oh yeah. humanity. <laughs> mm-hmm. We hate that. We hate we when do things tamper we really, with really
1: do who we are as people.
2: I mean, we come up with the pitchforks and the torches and. Interesting. Have, do you guys know the YouTuber Mr. Beast? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So he his most recent video that he did. I'm sorry. <clears throat> His most recent video that he did was curing or fixing a thousand blind people or whatever like that. I think, I, think I heard about... There, there was like some controversy. A huge Man. controversy around it because people are saying... um, Like it's a little bit of a different subject of like why people don't like it, but people were saying... You know, oh, he's only doing it for clout, or he's only doing it for views, or whatever. And they're totally missing the whole point of it. Even if he had bad motives behind it, he's still... Fixing a yeah, thousand right. people's lives who are probably because they can't afford the surgery. The surgery the surgery is available. Some people were saying, Oh, he made up this demon surgery, you know. Yeah, I was like, seeing there's some stuff there, about how he's like the antichrist. Yeah, right? Mr. Yeah, Beast like Mr. is Beast. the antichrist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it went so far. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Twitter got a hold of it and didn't let go. Like,
0: that is insane.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it was just ridiculous. But like people at for you know, kids and people who are getting their... They have never seen in their life or whatever, and the surgery is available just for people who have money yeah. in the States, right? Mr. Beast just pays for it, and people are getting mad at that. And oh, I, yeah. I just blows my mind. Oh, yeah. that is disgusting. They get mad at anything.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. If people somebody successful does something semi-controversial, yeah. which doesn't need to be controversial, mm-hmm. but people are like, okay... We need to make a thing out of this because, A, they don't have anything else better to do, and B, they're jealous. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. There's other things involved Mm -hmm. as well, but I'm sure there are some people out there that think
2: he actually is the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. People believe anything. Twitter is a cesspool of the uh, worst type of human ever. I don't have it, but I always see, like, I go on Instagram and I always see all these tweets or something. Even Instagram comments. I, like, I'll go on the reels or something, and it's mostly cats. I love cats. Love it. Instagram knows yeah. I have uh, like love cats, right? And it'll be, like, a cat jumping off or trying to jump onto a bed and wiping out. And you love go into that. the comments, and there's, like, 20 or 30 comments of people just commenting, this is animal abuse. <laughs> right? You are mistreating your cat because this cat tried to jump on a bed, and it's totally fine, yeah. right? Or it'll be, like, you know a cat that's slightly bigger and oh these people are abusing their cat because they're feeding it too much and it's unhealthy for the poor cat or a cat taking a shower like they're they're cleaning the cat that's bad because cats clean themselves and then it'll stop them from cleaning you know it's ridiculous and people get so upset and it's one of my favorite things to do on instagram is just like look at the because it makes me feel like a normal person when i don't sometimes (laughs) right (laughs) but i'm just looking at these comments and holy cow it's it's ridiculous no. That is insane. The level that we are at just
0: this unbridled internet phenomenon where people just can spend hours of their lives, days of their lives mm-hmm. accomplishing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. You think that that comment about you you think that their cat is being abused. Do you think that's going to do
2: anything? No. It does nothing. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Every every time I see a cat video, I always just try to see if it's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But before... Sorry. I just wanted to bring something up about the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you know what seizures... Like, you know what seizures are, right? Do I've you heard know, of them. Do you know how they happen? Um, it, Isn't it electrical signals
1: jumping from the left side to the right or vice versa yeah so Ooh. it's
2: too much information getting sent between the right side and the left side yeah. of your brain it's it's going way too fast and in your brain just can't handle it it's like with autism like mm-hmm. they have too much sensory like it's a sensory right. overload that they just can't handle it so similar with seizures it's your brain is sending too many signals so i met this one girl in university and um the very, like, the second day, we I was in a jazz school Attaboy. for two years at the University of Manitoba. Nice. And the second day, we had our audition tryouts, and it basically judges your skill and puts you accordingly with other band members. So they'll put, like, um, not as good musicians with better musicians and try to make all these different, like, quartets or quintets or whatever, um, like, grow with each other, right? right. And, and, and so we were doing our tryouts, and... I was at the back of the line sitting with some other drummers and, you know, we're chatting, getting to know each other. And then all of a sudden we see these paramedics walk across and we're like, what the heck? So we're like, what happened? And way down the line, this girl had had a seizure. Well, turns out, like I met her, she was in my my band and um, she was a piano player and she had probably the worst case of seizures. And I'm not even kidding that anybody has ever had ever. She would get like one to three a day. Oh, my oh, goodness. It was brutal. Like, uh, the, the day after that, I'm walking home from the university, and I see this girl face down on the sidewalk. She had what? a seizure and fell over. So um, she basically about a, a year later, she was going, she flew to Toronto mm. to have her brain operated, and, which is another, I find it totally fascinating how it works, but they basically cut your brain in half what? a lot of the time. Yeah, they, so they stopped sending... Um, signals, right? I don't know if they do oh. the whole brain or whatnot. And which is awesome because like, it's... I mean, it's not awesome, but it's fascinating because, you know, yeah. if you write with your right hand, that's your left side controlling your right hand. Because the left side controls the right side of your body, like the left side of your oh, brain. okay. And the right side controls the left side. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, if you cut it in half and cover your right eye and they'll put a word up on the screen and they'll say say the word you could say it and then they'll say write the word down while you're um while your left eye is covered and you're right-handed you know they'll say write the word down and you couldn't because the left side of the brain or whatever you know can't see the word and then transfer it over to the other side which controls the hand that you're writing with and That's then the, nuts. And the same thing, uh, like, on the opposite side, they'll say write it down, and you could, but you couldn't say it.
0: Oh. These, yeah,
2: these are studies. So, anyways, this, it, it's really fascinating. I love it. That's um, so cool. Yeah. So, this girl goes to, um. I'll finish her story. She goes to Toronto, top brain surgeons or whatever, you know, specializing in seizures and all that sort of stuff. And they look at her, they do a ton of tests. She's there for, like, two weeks, this mm-hmm. poor girl. And they say, we can't operate on you yeah because her case of seizures were too bad oh wow. or something like that what? that's what she told me so i mean i don't know how it would have affected her because she was a an amazing piano player right out of this world piano player like she was so good and she could play both jazz and classical and everything like that two completely different styles and she, just amazing and you know then she has to come back and live with her seizures every day right wow. yeah so that's
0: wild that's an incredible story yeah, okay, I looked it up. It's mm-hmm. called a hemispherectomy, okay. a rare surgery where half of the brain is either removed or disconnected from the other half. Yeah. It's performed on performed on children and adults who have seizures that don't respond to medicine.
2: Yeah, so mm-hmm. she, she would take pills and they wouldn't help, and yeah. so she's yeah. going for that, so...
0: Oh, man. I guess that makes sense because a lot of people have epileptic seizures, mm-hmm. and that's probably just because they get the stimulus the light stimulus mm-hmm. is what it is what yeah. causes your brain to fritz out <sighs> that's so fascinating
2: yeah i love it i want to be a psychiatrist really oh, yeah. bad badly because i love like different peoples you know um who are i don't know what the pc term for it is but mentally handicapped challenge mm-hmm. right you know um and i love looking at different cases of people and even when I'm in the psych ward at the hospital, or when I visited a, a psych hospital in Alberta, um, just, like, seeing all these different patients and how they react to different scenarios, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's so fascinating to me. And I really want to, like, kind of help people who, you know, have those sort of issues. Mm-hmm. So so you work in the hospital right now. What are you doing right so now? So right now, I'm what's called a porter. Okay. Uh, it's basically a stepping stone. I got laid off from my job a month before Christmas. And I was like, I want to get into healthcare. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get this easy job. All I need is like s- standard first aid and CPR and stuff like that. So I can get into the hospital. And, uh, basically I move patients from one area of the hospital to another. So oh. a lot of the times it's, you know, there's, um, there's four regular units in the Apsford hospital. There's Baker. 2 and Baker 3 and then there's Shem 2 and Shem 3 so those are Baker and Shem on second floor and and third floor then there's like ICU and CCU and all this sort of stuff and you move them to like the operating rooms or down to medical imaging which is like x-rays CT scans MRIs stuff like that and um, or you move them from the ER because there's a lot of people in ER and you move them from the ER to the medical imaging or you know just around or you like my job comes with I have to move people who die in in the oh, hospital wow. so I'm moving bodies from you know their bed to the morgue and stuff like that um, and I'm you know sometimes very rarely like if people have to get something amputated they'll put it in a, in a bag or like a, a container or something so we have to move that or like blood products just anything that needs to be moved in the hospital is what I do Huh. That's pretty much what I do. Okay, now... Is it
0: like the movies where... If you, like, you know, get your finger chopped off... And you just, like, put it on
2: ice and take it with you?
0: Yeah. And you just carry around your finger all day?
2: Um, so, with that... Yeah, so if you're to lose a tooth... Or if you're to lose a finger... You know, tooth teeth are different. You're supposed to put them in milk. What? Actually, Yeah, like, if you lose a tooth... And they can sometimes save it. Because if you put it in milk the nerve endings in the in the teeth would have a better chance of surviving than they would if <laughs> you, you just had it in, like, your hand or something like that. No way. Yeah, so if you lose a finger, yes, you're supposed to put it in ice, like, right away, you're supposed to wrap up your, your hand, right? Okay. Cover the wound, put the finger in a bag of ice, and then get to the ER as fast as you can because that is something that's here. So bring you in right away because sometimes, I mean, I don't know about a whole finger, I could be wrong, but like if it's like half your finger, they can save it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, and some people have gotten their fingers cut off and put it back on and they still, they can still move it. What? If it's, if it's too slow, they can put it back on, but they won't like be able to bend their finger very well. Um, but yeah, that is a hundred percent true. You're supposed to put it on ice and keep it super cold. What do you think the the
0: survival rate on those fingers is? Like, do you think a lot of them get put back on, or they just chuck most of them?
2: Um, and what do you do with it after? Do you keep it as a souvenir? Are you allowed I mean, you, to keep it? You're probably allowed to. Like, you can keep your teeth if you like. I mean, you it's get, yours. Yeah, right. I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah, no, no, I, no. I could. Be, I think if it's a if it's like a leg, then no, um, you're not allowed to keep that. But because uh, I moved this one lady from a room to an, to OR. And she was like joking around, you know, like I thought, you know, Oh, it's just like a minor surgery or something like that. She's laughing everything. And we're pushing her in this bed. And then all of a sudden she gets dead serious. Looks me dead in the eyes. This is my fourth day on the job. She (laughs) looks me dead in the eyes. She says, I'm losing both my legs today. Oh, I don't want to go. Can you turn me around? And I did not know what to say. Like, I was like, uh, like I can't turn you around like it's hospital policy you have to go um if you've like admitted yourself and everything you just you have to go but I didn't know what to say to comfort her cuz I'm like I'm I just like I'm so sorry like they'll treat you like they'll do everything 100% right like don't worry there'll be nothing wrong after like
0: yeah. there will be some right what do like you there's say? No, yeah, yeah I
2: I had no idea what to say and you know she I she wouldn't be allowed to keep what i'm saying is she wouldn't be allowed to keep her legs that right. she she basically fell asleep cross-legged for you know um a long period of time she woke up and they were like purple almost black and yeah because cross-legged is a horrible way to sit don't make your kids do it crisscross applesauce is not yeah. good like for long periods of time it's horrible like really? for a short period yeah because it cuts off the circulation in your legs like, you know like if you sit on the toilet for too long or something and you stand up and you can't feel your leg it's like that but ten times worse Yeah. so, so. she fell asleep and it, and she just I guess she was really tired fell asleep cross-legged and woke up there almost black wow. and um, she tried for a year to, to get her strength back and be able to move them but she couldn't oh. and she yeah so just that a is
0: brutal a horrible th- story
2: I'm sorry. No, like, I'm it's sorry, an interesting yeah. story, but... But, yeah.
0: The, the the fact that you can just, like, fall asleep and then wake up and
2: have to have your legs chopped off... Yeah. Oh, Yeah, I know. Man. It's scary. It's scary the amount of things that you see... Like, if you're in ER, you'll see the weirdest injuries or something from people doing completely normal things. If that makes sense, right? Like, just everyday things that I do has these people in er like that if i'm explaining that horribly but these people are in er for things that i do regularly yeah (laughs) is what i'm trying to say there we go it's it's kind of scary so i've been a lot more on the side of caution with (laughs) some of the things i've seen i'm not as rowdy as i used to be i can imagine so yeah it's uh i have i've only been there for a month and a half and uh I was going to say, you must have some, like, harrowing
1: stories, because oh, okay. even just a job that specific, you, you're you seeing
2: people at their absolute lowest oh, yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There, a couple weeks ago, did you guys hear about the shooting on King and... Um... I remember hearing about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So four guys got shot. Three of them ended up in the ER. Wow. It was apparently a drive-by shooting. That's what... I was told by them because I was I was moving them to get the CT scan done, and they're young guys; they're like my age, hmm. and uh, I'm allowed to tell the story. I'm not sorry. I'm not allowed. To I say was names. also going to ask. Yeah, yeah I'm that, allowed to say the stories. Yeah. I'm not allowed to tell names. Yeah, um. But this one guy, he got hit on the top of the head. Okay, so it just barely grazed his scalp. Right? But you could see kind of like the burn slash cut marks Ooh. of the bullet on his head. And as he's falling down, a bullet pierces his balls Jeez. and goes up into, like, his stomach.
1: Oh, my right? God.
2: Right? <laughs> And, like, we, like, the, the the hospital went on security alert, so there's, like, security officers on all the entrances. You're not allowed to leave um, or enter without authorization right. or whatever. And we're like, oh, why? And then we hear, some dude got shot in the balls. <laughs> so all of us are, of course, like, we have to see this. Yeah. Turns out it's this really, he's, like, 19 years old or something Ugh. like that, 19 or 20, and it was just brutal. So I'm pushing this guy to the CT, and then he gets scanned, and then I have to bring him back, and there's police escorts and everything. And while I'm pushing him, he looks me in the eyes, and he says, Excuse me, could I get some more painkillers, please? And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, I'm not a nurse, I can't give you that. But in my head, I'm thinking, man, those painkillers are definitely working if this guy's not screaming in pain right yeah. now. Wow. Cause wow. Because, I mean, part of it is shock, yeah. And the pain... But, like, he was he was just... He was totally calm and respectful and whatever to me and, and to the nurses. The other ones, not as much. But they didn't have anything nearly as severe as what this guy had. Yeah. So, and you could see on the CT scan where the metal fragments were and where the bullet was oh, in his genitals and in his, like, abdomen or whatever. Oh, so, my goodness. That's wild. Yeah, it was crazy. I can't believe he survived honestly yeah (laughs) so the amount of blood that you would lose on that insane. yeah there's a lot of blood around i don't flinch at blood anymore um (laughs) the only thing did you at first not so much blood but fractures okay like people who have like an arm that snapped in half or whatever like with the bone sticking out or uh i haven't seen that yet Okay, Um, but just, like, like an arm that's in three pieces instead of two, yeah. Yeah, like, I'd see Instagram videos of, like, a basketball player going up for a jump, and his leg snaps in half, or an MMA fight, where, and I I would always cringe at that, Yeah, but in the hospital, you know, I don't anymore, like, I'll see that stuff all the time, right? Like,
0: it, like... Every day? Like, how frequent is this kind of stuff?
2: Uh, depends on where I'm working. Because okay. there's, there's a few different jobs for porters to do and you get assigned one at the start of the day. So, if I'm working in the ER, I see it all the time because people come in from the ER and they'll go into the trauma bays or they'll go into normal, like, some people will come in because they got chest pain or something and so they'll go into, like, the normal side of er and then there's like the more severe ones and that's called zone one that's the trauma they have trauma bays there and like the high priority cases so if i'm working er i'll see it all the time there um on the floor i'll mostly see elderly people mm-hmm. um because it's a lot of elderly people that are going up for surgery or that need you know treatment or something like that um and, you know, they they need a a colostomy bag or a catheter or something, Mm -hmm. and so they have to have that put in, and then they have to get tests, and so I don't see it as much there, but if I'm on the floor, that's where I'm moving these bodies, so, you know, I'll be handling those, um, and then there's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, there's, like, OR porters, so they're moving all the they're making sure that all the operating rooms have beds and stretchers for patients to go on. Mm-hmm. And then moving them from the operating rooms to surgical daycare and uh, to a place called PACU where like, they monitor them, all this sort of stuff. And uh, so in OR you see some things, but it's pretty, pretty well done. Like I'm not going to be seeing like blood or anything, but I'll see people who are, you know, missing. Like I saw that lady who got her legs amputated that day mm-hmm. Um, and she like waved at me and she, you know, she clearly distressed or whatever, but she waved at me and I could see that she had no legs. Right. So, so yeah, you see a lot of things and you kind of, you learn to cope with it. My way of coping is just talking about it with people who want to listen. Right. So yeah.
0: Well, we got the right, got the
2: right guy. (laughs) It's, it's, it's sometimes you see some really funny people as well. Like, uh, my, my friend, he's a really good friend of mine from high school and, uh, he got me this job and, uh, he said they have different codes in the hospital that they'll mention on the, on the announcements. They'll say code white, code white is a, uh, an aggressive patient essentially, Mm. right? Or there's code blue that's like cardiac arrest or whatever and stuff like that. It's just all these different different codes and Code White and he hears a Code White and he's like oh that's near the area I'm, I'm walking in and he sees this guy who is butt ass naked <laughs> 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 like this old he's, he said he was probably like 6 foot 6 or whatever and he's he's like trying to dodge, like, juke these 20 nurses who are all chasing after him, and he's like, no, you can't catch me, you can't catch me, and then he goes into the elevator, and he's like, they're trying to, like, keep the elevator open while he's, like, spamming the button, and he's just staring at them, like, that's not an everyday occurrence, but that sort of stuff does happen, So, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Like, I have so many stories from psych patients I moved and... And you've know, only this. been there, what, a month? Yeah, yeah, a month and a bit, yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, it's awesome. Just a think, of
0: it. like, a year from now, you're going to have yeah. so many stories. Yeah. Oh, so. that's insane. Okay, so you've been there only a month or so. Mm-hmm. Was, like, the the genital shot, like, the worst thing you've seen? Or... um,
2: Or was it, like, a really bad, like, fracture or something? Honestly, the... The guy got shot in the balls like that was probably the like the worst scenario somebody could have been in but there's there were two moves that have like stuck with me in my head Mm. and both one was on my third day and one was on my sixth day i think (laughs) i like remember the day and the first one was partially my fault so um well it was pretty much a hundred percent my fault Mm -hmm. but um it's, it's from zone one. He's going to x-ray and I walk into the, to the bay he's in and I see his ankle is fractured, like just completely fractured. Um, if there wasn't skin, it would have fallen off essentially. Like that's how bad it was. It was just dangling around everything. And he's on a bigger stretcher cause they have like the nicer stretchers in zone one. Mm-hmm. And I got to push it, uh, through all the different zones and it is packed in there. Like you got to take your time and then I got to push his IV pole as well. And there's two modes that stretchers have. They have your drive mode and your neutral mode. So basically, uh, all wheels turn in neutral mode. So mm. it spins around corners easier, but you can't drive as straight. It'll drift. And then drive where it's just the back two that turn. And this one was not going into drive, so I could not control it as easier, or as easily. And uh, I'm pushing the, the IV pull and everything. And I get to the last set of doors and none of the IV poles can get tall enough to go and like hit the top of the door frame, but they can get tall enough to hit the little metal blocks mm. that kind of lock the doors oh, and yeah. have the scanner in them and tell them to open up. Right. And I didn't realize that it was tall enough. And the person who's training me, she's beside me. And, um, the IV long, the IV line was super long. Mm-hmm. And everything, and this guy totally overreacted. But I had whacked the top of the IV pole into this block, Ooh. so like falls back as he's kind of going forward. So the line gives a little tug, but this goes. This guy goes, wah! Like just screams his brains out. Like pulls his. He's leaning back, and then he lifts up his broken ankle, like just <laughs> in the air, and it's dangling around, and uh, he's just screaming in pain. I'm like, I felt horrible, oh. man. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, like would do you want to put your leg down? Like, if we can, he's like, no, it's more comfortable and he's just, he's swearing at me and everything, and I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had to go sit in the change room for a bit, I was like, I am like, contemplating my life, and the, the lady who was training me, she's like, that is not your fault at all, we've all done it, I should have totally told you about it, it's okay, and everything, and she was like, trying to console me, and I, I was like, not having a good time, and, uh, Yeah, so there was that one, and I I didn't bring, I asked somebody else to bring him back after x-ray. I was like, I don't (laughs) want to look this guy in the face right now, he's so mad at me. Um, That was the the only time I've ever done that, and Mm. I've never done that again. And the second move was, for some reason this one just stuck with me. It was a kid who was getting surgery, or whatever. And as soon as I opened up the door, he just starts screaming at like the top of his lungs. He's like five or six, and the mom is there. And she's just trying to comfort him. And he had already had a cast on his arm or whatever. And he was, like, flailing around. So, like, she hopped into the bed while I'm pushing her. And she's, like, trying to comfort. Like, and he's, like, I want daddy. I want daddy. Like, the whole way, like, five minutes, he's just screaming mm-hmm. this whole time. And the mom is, like, in distress because this kid will not stop hurting himself because he's already in a lot of pain. But he's flailing around and everything. And I was, like, like, I told uh, my partner who was moving, because uh, you got to do two people with bed moves, and he was moving them to the OR with me, and I said to him, "I would rather move a thousand dead bodies than something like that again." Yeah, this kid it's like, just, I, I felt so bad for the kid and for the mom and the whole situation. Yeah. Those are the two that really stuck with me. So, yeah, sometimes you get like some some cases that tug on your heartstrings a little yeah. bit. Hmm. But yeah, it's a good job. I love it. I wanted to work in healthcare for a long time now. And this was, like, I'm planning on, or I'm trying to get into nursing school right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I might as well get a job at the hospital to see yeah. if I actually can handle the environment. <laughs> right. And I totally can, because I've seen it all now, and Porter's see it all. I was going to say, so, you must see, like, the worst of it. Right? Yeah. Like, I'll see, yeah. I'll see everything, whereas, like, a nurse will only see, like, what's in her unit. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's
1: like hospital housekeepers. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. My, uh, my wife used to work at a hospital. She used to be a, a nurse's aide. Mm-hmm. And so, like, w- we knew a lot of people that worked at the hospital, basically. Yeah. And, yeah, I have so much sympathy for, A, Porters, for sure, because you guys see the worst of it. You guys mm-hmm. see everything. Yeah. And, B, hospital housekeepers. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, the horror scenes that they
2: see, mm. yeah. and the bodily fluids yeah. and the oh, bodily yeah. solids. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. There's a couple, like, I worked a couple of graveyards last night, and there's a lot less staff at graveyards, so they're kind of all buddy-buddy with each other. And housekeepers and porters are run by the same company. Oh, okay. It's like a third-party company called Sodexo, Um that Fraser Health contracted them to do the all the cooking, like cafeteria, housekeeping, and portering. And uh, just listening to some of the things that these housekeepers... Have to clean in these yeah. rooms. Like one lady, she had to go into the crypt, like the like the the freezers in the morgue, and clean out live maggots. Ooh. Oof. Because maggots will grow in in yeah. wounds and stuff, and she had to clean out live maggots while she's laying, where all the dead bodies <laughs> are placed. Yeah, and you know how much she gets paid an hour? Seventeen dollars. I was gonna say pretty close to minimum, minimum wage. wage. Yeah. yeah. $17 for that. To clean yeah. maggots and dead bodies. Out of, yeah. Wow. it's It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we're actually going on strike um, because Sodexo is not a very good company. Sorry if I get fired for this. <laughs> 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 um, they just don't treat us very well. They, 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 we don't get paid nearly as much as we're worth. Like, yeah, it could be like a super chill day where we're not doing much work. But it's the subject matter that we have to deal with. Yeah, it's hazard pay in a way, right? Yeah, right. So, um, so we're going on strike for more wage. And Fraser Health is supposed to be buying out our contract pretty soon, but Cedexo is refusing to have a meeting with them because they found a loophole. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a whole ordeal. Are you allowed to talk about that? Yeah, why not? We're we're on care. strike, right? We should be saying stuff that we're gonna be going out picketing in oh, front okay. of the hospital, yeah. right? so i think i'm allowed to talk about it
0: what okay say talking about that how you know <clears throat> usually you hear about you know teacher strikes and oh uh, you know who else strikes bus drivers yeah, bus, bus drivers driver. are going on strike pretty yeah. quick here mm-hmm. yeah but something like health care mm-hmm. like is there ever guilt associated with that i'm sure teachers have that too but like your work you're not mm-hmm. you're on strike instead of helping people like does that ever do you think that would bother
2: you so i believe this is how it goes is by law since we're essential workers we are not allowed to stop working yeah if you're striking there's still a percentage of you that are yeah working. so okay. there there will be less people working at a time so things will happen slower and the hospital will get mad and you know because things have to be on time and everything in a yeah. hospital mm-hmm. and so there will be less people working but at that same time people will be outside the hospital picketing right And, um, so you're like cutting your staff in half. Yeah, pretty much. But we can still, we can still go for shifts. Like we'll be going back and forth between doing shifts and picketing. Okay. Um, but by law, we're not allowed to just stop working. Right. Okay. So,
0: So, see, I didn't know what the specifics were. Yeah. Because I always, I, I I've kind of thought about that. I'm like, you know, are people, you know, not getting the care they need?
2: Yeah. Because they're on
0: strike. I mean, I also feel for the
2: workers, I'm
0: like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like, don't I don't know how I should feel about
2: it. Yeah. That. It's uh I I was like I'm I'm more at peace that I know people are still working rather than just yes. nothing's getting done. Makes bad. me feel better. Right? So, but I know that nurses would have to then move pa- patients to other areas that they needed to go to mm-hmm. and they would get so mad and then they'd complain to Fraser Health and then Fraser Health would have to complain to Sodexo and then Sodexo would have to answer to us right so it'd be like a whole thing so
0: okay now is it just the porters are they their own thing or who goes on strike
2: all of sodexo staff okay so that's the so porters so, housekeepers yeah, and cafeteria yeah yeah, yeah. so okay. it was a 98.8 percent of all sodexo workers at the hospital voted yes to strike wow.
0: no <laughs> okay yeah justifiable yeah wow
2: yeah so, I and I was allowed to vote. We had the vote two weeks into my <laughs> my. Uh, Is there like date? a training period before you're like allowed, or are you just no? Since I signed the papers, that I'm, of the I'm part of the union. Yeah,
1: yeah. Were so, you immediately, when they asked you if you were going to sign the papers, was it immediately yes because you believed in it, or was it I don't want to be the new guy that says no because
2: I just got this job. Um, well they yes and no um the union representatives strongly recommended everybody to vote yes because all we're doing is that we think we should get more pay because porters at other hospitals will make 24 dollars an hour Mm. and still like i want to be making more with the career that i choose like this is just a job not a career but we make 18 right so um it's very hard to live because i live on my own it's i have to really manage my money yeah and can't do much spending um and so it's more yeah that'd be nice to get more pay and uh but like going like signing up i knew i was getting into a union and i've worked in unions before i like them there's pros and cons to them but like at least i won't be getting you know terminated for no reason Right. Hey. It's not like it's uncommon for a union to go on
1: strike. That's yeah. kind of the whole point of a union. Yeah, just like it you're allowed to do now. these things. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, more and more people are getting hosed out of things with cost of, you know, oh, yeah, especially yeah. in BC, like the cost of housing. Like, yeah, I cost a, of living, inflation, yeah. everything is just, pi- it yeah. compiles
0: and just becomes awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. I had a question, but I lost it.
1: <laughs> you know what injury I hate? Cause you said it's fractures for you. Yeah. I, whenever I see a video of like a bodybuilder and they like hurt themselves working out, Mm -hmm. I hate that. Like I've seen videos of people like, you know, they're doing bicep curls or whatever and And their bicep muscle snaps and curls up or like somebody's on the leg press machine and Mm -hmm. their knee bends the other way.
0: Yeah. Like, I hate oh, those. ones. Oh yeah, because you know, a, like you knew, you can imagine like the weight, the pressure that they put yeah. on that, and oh. the, the pain. That yeah. They're, oh,
1: and yeah. the shock. They're like, and cold. they did it to themselves. Like <laughs> other yes. injuries, it's like, oh, you know, I was running and I twisted my ankle and it broke. Like, yeah, yeah. But okay. this is like, I was at the gym. I was trying to lift a lot of weight. I could not lift a lot of weight. My bicep tore in half. Yeah, it's
0: it's happened
1: so, to yeah. my grandfather actually. What's that? Yeah, it happened to my grandfather. He. Oh really?
0: His bicep snapped. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. That's and so gross. He, after that, he just, the rest of his life, he had just like a lumpy bicep. Yeah oh my like, like they didn't really do much for it. Was he pretty young? No, uh, no, he was pretty old. Oh, okay. When it happened, I think. I'd have to check on that, but he's just like a, like a lumpy bicep. Yeah. Huh. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: not great. Not fun at all. <sighs> I've had a few injuries myself that, have been kind of not like the worst injuries, but they've had like long lasting effects on, on me. Mm. So the very first time I ever broke a bone was in grade six and okay. I was just playing on the playground. I fell and I landed on my knee, mm. but at the same time I'd shot up about 10 inches. And so I'm just growing super quickly and my muscles cannot keep mm. could not keep up to my bones. Oh, so, dear. my knees were slipping and sliding, popping in and out and ah. everything like that. So, right at that same time, I basically chipped a piece of bone off my kneecap and off the patella. Sorry. And uh, they the, uh, my knees were popping out and everything. So, I go to the doctors and the doctors said, oh, he probably tore his ACL. mm. So we'll get him on an MRI right away. And my dad's like, mm, can we do an x-ray first just to make sure, you know, because he did land on... No, no, he needs to get an MRI. <laughs> mm. And so I was put on the wait list or whatever, and uh, uh, we got it early, because thankfully, but it was still like almost a year or just Holy after a crap. year, and I was doing physiotherapy for torn ACL on a broken knee. Oh my so gosh. So I was in a lot of pain. I They had me put like in a knee brace, like a knee brace is going to do anything for a, a broken knee. And I'm just in a lot of pain constantly. So that one was a little, Yeah. In, that one was a pain in the butt. Does it still bug you now? Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Like every time I, I go down for a squat, I will crack my knees. Yeah. And sometimes my knees are just, I can't handle like running around a lot or yeah. something like that. Mm. Um, but it, it's not as bad now as it was back then. Um, the second break I ever did, this is actually a really cool story. Um, All your stories have been yeah. cool so far. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. But uh, I was in grade nine. Mm. Um, I had basically I two uh, like jazz band and concert band performances where I was like the main drummer and the Principal percussionist, whatever you want to call them, in those bands, and then that was happening in two weeks. And then I also had battle of the bands, Ooh. where I, you know, was in this rock band. I was in grade nine, and these grade twelves asked me to play for them, and uh, we won. And then we got to play in front of our school or whatever. And then they actually paid for a recording studio for us to record our own song cool. during oh, the day. Shit. So we got to skip school and go to a recording oh, studio yeah. play. And then I had two lacrosse tournaments coming up. I was the goalie, I was the only goalie. I could only play goalie because of my bum knee. I couldn't run around. So I was playing box lacrosse goalie, and um, and that was also happening during these two weeks. It was a very, very busy week for me, and a lot of things I had to be there for. So I'm at my, my buddy's house and we're playing basketball, and I go up for a dunk on this like seven foot net and his older brother thought it'd be a great idea to body check me mid air. And so he does and pushes me over and I basically fall backwards on my (sighs) arm like that. It didn't snap like in half or anything, which was nice, but I did snap the rotator cuff like that connects, you know, in your elbow in half. Yeah. So, basically, I was in so much pain, and I get on the bus. I was like, I gotta go home. Like, I'm in so much pain. I get on the bus to go home, and I cannot move my arm. So, for listeners, it was stuck at pretty much an, a 90-degree angle. I couldn't, like, move it up and down. I couldn't extend it out, and I couldn't really open up my hand. Mm. Um, it hurt to even, like, move my fingers. So, we go. We get an x-ray. Sure enough, doctor says, it's broken. You're going to need to put a brace on it. We cannot put a cast on it. Mm. Because it's kind of in its own cast. And uh, you're going to be out for eight weeks. You can't do anything. And I'm like, well, that sucks. Because I have all these things I want to do and that I'm dependent on for. Right? I'm the only goalie for my lacrosse team. Nobody else wants to play it. You know, I'm the only drummer and I want to record in the studio and everything. So I'm like, that sucks. And um, so Russell and I, we go to the same church. It's Christian Life Community Church. Um, I've been a Christian, raised Christian and everything. And uh, my uncle, he's a missionary, and he basically, my dad was telling him about the situation. He says, oh, you should go see this guy. He lives in Amsterdam, you know. He's a he's a missionary like me, and he's seen tons of healing miracles and everything like that. Oh. And I was so skeptical at the time. I Like, my dad basically telling me, oh, let's just go check it out. Maybe he can pray for your arm, and maybe something will happen, right? I was I was like, nope, nope. This story took a turn. Yeah, it's... I was like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it at all. Um, please, this is just too cringy is what I was thinking. Like yeah. too edgy for me. Like a, you know, I don't know how to say it. Like a Pentecostal Christian. I go to yeah, a Pentecostal yeah, yeah. church now. But like <laughs> like that sort of vibe, I was like, I don't want to do it. My parents basically forced me to go. And it's this place in Abbotsford. It's at Five Corners. It's called The River. And they have Ooh, yeah, yeah, they have this thing every second Saturday. I don't know if they still do it but it's called spirit cafe and it's basically a christian appeal to people who are into horoscopes and tarot cards and palm readings and all that sort of stuff and um for them to go in and like you know get prayed for and like like all these miracles happen apparently so this guy tells my dad go go here so we go there, and uh, I walk in through the front doors, and I immediately started bawling my eyes out. I'm 15 years old. I don't cry, right? I'm a tough boy at this point. I don't cry. I cried when I walked through the doors. Not because of pain, but, you know, a lot of Christians will say it's they felt the Holy Spirit, so they start crying, you know, stuff like that. And they let me regain my composure like 20 minutes later. And they, they come up and they're like, okay, uh, come with me. And they these three ladies brought me and my parents to sit down. They're like, what can we pray for? And I said, um, I have a broken arm. I can't move it. It's in a cast right now. I really need to move it. I'm in a lot of pain. And they're like, okay. So they start praying. Three minutes, four minutes, whatever, nothing happens. I was like, okay, this is stupid. And then this one lady looks me dead in the eyes, she puts her hand on my leg, and she's like, do you really believe that God has the power and wants to heal you? And I was like, at this point, I'm like, okay, you know, I believe in God, you know, it's, I'm not really, like, a follower, I just kind of go, because my parents go, whatever, I still believe, but I just kind of let down all my cards and I was like, you know what, I do, I do. And she's like, okay. So she starts praying for me again, and I felt this burning pain in my arm and, and not like a bad burn but like just hot, hot, hot like like you could have fried bacon on it but it didn't hurt on my arm and as they're praying I could open up my hand yeah. I could move my fingers I could start lifting up and down my arm and then I could fully extend my arm so from something that's locked in this position to full range and mobility, zero pain whatsoever like that from prayer, like in the matter of seconds. And I took off my cast and I like threw it across the room. No pain. Like it was it was incredible. Wow. So a little bit of a deviation there. But yeah, that's Yeah, what I, when you start yeah. the story I did not know we were gonna yeah, get there. Yeah. Oh. So it was really cool. That's like a unique experience that I have. Um I don't like Lots of people will say it, and some people don't believe me when I tell them that, but it's like, yeah, it happened. I'm not a liar, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's quite the story to make up.
2: Yeah, right? And, like, my parents can confirm it, you know, and the people who were there can confirm it, and everything like that. It was a really cool experience, so.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
0: That was actually going to be a question I was going to ask you later. Okay. Have you ever seen anything that you can't explain?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Yeah. you beat me to it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's a really cool story I have. So I have other breaks. I have a broken hand right now, but it's not as cool as that. So <laughs> Interesting.
0: I don't know if I have a follow-up question to that. No, I just don't, that. No, don't, a, don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> that's a cool <laughs> sorry, story. Guys, uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. No, that's all right. That's, this is why we have people on the show. I talked to Zach before this. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to talk about with this guy. Like he He's like, oh, we'll just go with the flow. I'm like, all right, we're just going to go with the flow. And like, I think he's a drummer, so he, he's a drummer. We'll talk about drumming. <laughs> I'm like, all right, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, we haven't even got there yet.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, the, the last break I've had, um, I was snowboarding last year. So, like, two of my friends have birthdays, like, two days from each other, and they both like skiing and snowboarding. Great. And I've skied before. You know, I wipe out. I'm in nowhere a great skier, but I am far much worse of a snowboarder so
0: <laughs> well it's double the work yeah you got yeah, two skis got, and then
2: you got one ski, yeah just uh, a thicker ski yeah exactly so but uh i i was trying to learn how to snowboard it was my first time you know i made it down the yellow hill at um oh it's pastor Roche. i was free sasquatch mountain Yep. i made it down the yellow hill without falling a couple times i'm like okay i'll take it up on the blue and the snow was in terrible condition it was just all ice and whatever and i'm wiping out you know left right and center and uh One wipeout, you know, I guess went a little bit too hard because I kept falling forwards and landing on my hands. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't really feel it at the time because it was super cold. But when I walked down to my truck at lunch, I take off my glove and my right hand is just purple. Mm. It's twice the size of my left hand and, you know, um, just completely swollen and everything. I'm like, oh, I think I sprained it. right? (laughs) Well, fast forwards, you know, I kept snowboarding that day. They wrapped it up and whatever, and I kept snowboarding, and it was in a lot of pain. Fast forwards a couple months, and I have this job uh, as a sheet metal construction worker in the union, whatever. And I'm swinging a hammer, and I just, it's in so much pain or whatever. I just don't know why. I'm like, okay, I got to go get an x-ray. So I get an x-ray. Sure enough, I broke a bone kind of underneath my thumb. It's called the scaphoid or the scaphoid bone. Mm. Um, It's just a small little one. Um, but I basically had, a, a fracture in it, and it kind of collapsed in on itself. Ooh. Um, so I had to see a specialist who was a really strange man. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe He was just a weird guy, and his office was weird. It looked like some hack of a doctor. I mean, he's brilliant, but, like, the office was, like, in just this weird part of Langley, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to describe it, but, uh... Like, you get a weird vibe out Yeah, of oh, or? yeah, just this old guy, and, you know, um... But basically my, this bone has been broken for over a year now. The anniversary was a couple of days ago mm. and uh, I have to get a bone replacement surgery if I have Whoa. something called avascular necrosis, which is like 99% likely. It's where the one, like the bone dies because there's blood flow through it. Okay. And basically it cut off the circulation in there. That's probably why there's. Like, I haven't moved it at all today, and you can probably see how much more swollen yeah. it is than my left hand.
0: Oh, um,
2: and, okay. like, after work, it would just be the size of an orange, right? When I really? Work, when I work construction, yeah. But, uh, so, I'd either have to get a screw kind of connecting the bone together or get a whole new piece, like, a whole new bone, like, a metal bone in there. So, I just have to wait on some results for another x-ray I took. Bo- so, this is ongoing right now? This is ongoing right now.
0: Oh. So. Okay. So, did you have the necrosis thing or no?
2: So, they're they're reading an x-ray that I took um, and they're going to try to find out. So, I had an x-ray and then I had to wait for an MRI and then the, then I have to get another x-ray to see if there's this avascular necrosis. Mm. And um, if there isn't, that's like, great. Hallelujah. I can o- Like, all I need is a screw... And everything, I don't need to get, like, open, you know, like, a new bone in my hand, which would suck because I'm a drummer, you know, and it would feel really weird while I'm drumming. Like, okay, so
0: do they put, like, a fake bone in there or, like, a bone from another body? So, it's a fake, it's a, I think
2: it's titanium, I don't know, it's like like a metal, metal, it's a metal piece that kind of shaped similar to my bone. Interesting. Right, but that, like, stuff like that results in, like, like, 99% of the time results in arthritis. Right. especially early on.
0: Well, it's it's foreign, right? It's not right. supposed to be there.
2: And it like rubs up on the cartilage and everything like yeah. that. So I really don't want arthritis. So I really don't want, you know, a new bone in my hand. But yeah. whatever, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah,
0: I guess you don't get much choice in the matter.
2: Yeah, exactly. I just want it, the pain to, to stop, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, you know? I don't want to have to like... I've lost a lot of grip strength. Like I can't pick up like a 50-pound dumbbell. I... Like my arm could, but my hand couldn't. Oh, right? No. I don't have the grip strength enough, like no. strong enough to do it. Just because of that muscle, your thumb muscle there? Yeah. Because yeah. mm. I, I, I can't really squeeze very hard. Whereas this hand I can, but this hand I, I really can't. Right. So. Man. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Injuries, man. They're wild. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're not very fun.
0: No. If we could figure out a way to just not get hurt, mm. that would be wonderful.
2: I think staying inside, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, not talking to anybody or ever really. Well, I guess you have to move. Yeah. Well, is then you would have, to end sick, with orange, right? <laughs>
0: you know. And, you, and then you got like bed ulcers and. Ooh. I don't know. What do you? I don't know. What what what's my question here? I guess the if you don't do anything in life, then you're kind of missing the point of life. So is it worth it? For the broke, Is the broken bones worth it to say that you did your best and had the most fun and experienced what life could offer?
2: Yep, 100%. I think, you know, like, it not only gives you a story, you know, whatever. You, you get a cast, people get to sign it, you get to, you know, get attention or whatever when you're a kid, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Everybody's mm-hmm. signing it. Oh, you got a broken bone. Oh, you're in crutches. You know, all this sort of stuff. Um, but, like, you know, why not just have fun? And, you know, to a certain extent, like, I'm not going to be jumping off a cliff with a, a wingsuit or whatever, like those flying squirrel that suits. That looks like so much fun I know I want to, but I would never would because I don't want to die if I make a mistake, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, to extent.
0: If like, you time it wrong and there's, like, a jet plane coming by at the same time or something.
2: <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. So, I definitely, you shouldn't be missing out because you're scared to get slightly hurt. You know, because it's more dangerous to drive a car to work on the way to work than it is to like ride your bike down a hill. You know, so I won't do the the snow sports, though. I
0: refuse to do the snow sports. I
1: do, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to try snowboarding. I I used to skateboard, but yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Like there's there's a couple of gatekeeping issues. One price. Mm -hmm. I either have to rent or borrow from a friend until I'm good enough to justify get, getting my own gear, mm-hmm. that's another expense. Then I have to pay for the the mountain passes every time, or yeah. the, hill, the ski passes, and the, you know you got food. It's like and the gas and everything. It just a, seems like a lot. Yeah, it's an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't know a single person that hasn't been injured. Yeah, that's probably
1: the reason that I haven't is because I'm one of those people that's terrified to do anything because right. I'm scared to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. I've been fortunate enough to go my whole life and only
2: have really two serious injuries ever.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. Even my dad, he broke his leg when he was skiing and crashed into a tree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) and every, both times I think he went skiing, he ended up going home in an ambulance. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Those numbers are not comforting. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, people like me, I don't like just sticking to the bunny hill. That's so boring. I'd rather just go... I wouldn't do, like, a, a black diamond or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. But I go on the blues, which is, like, the step below. Right. And, like, the, the reds, They still have paths, and you're not going to fall off the mountain or crash into a tree or whatever. But there's still, you know, a lot of steep slopes and everything. And that's the most fun for me. That's, I think, how I learn better is just by, you know... Wiping out and keep going, but not just down this like tiny little slope on a bunny hill. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's I don't want to spend my whole day on that. And That's why people like me and my dad, who does the same thing, get injured because we're <laughs> not experienced. We're in no way ready to go up there, but we yeah. do anyways. So you push yourself. Yeah, yeah.
0: you have to. Yeah, not. yeah. You got to try and shoot for the stars. Yeah, jump
2: head first. Yeah, that's what I do. So. Well, maybe not skiing. <laughs> oh yeah, probably not. I don't. I don't know what the.
0: How do you do it, actually? Feet first, I assume.
2: Yeah. I think so, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not good. So, I break my hands doing it. I went
0: skiing once, and it was in high school, and I did the bunny hill. They didn't teach me how to begin with. They're like, oh, just, like, cross them when you want to stop. I'm like, okay. Um, so, then I went down the hill, and I didn't really believe them. So, I'm like, I don't know if this crossing things going to work. Yeah, pizza, slice, work. pizza, yeah, slice, yeah, pizza yeah. slice. But it didn't really work. Mm-hmm. So, I just found my own way of stopping, and my own way of stopping was just falling over at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I'd get to the bottom, and then I would just fall over. And then I would stop. And then I'd get back on the thing and go back up. But I didn't know was that the snow covers the rocks. Mm, so yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a good spot to fall over. It wasn't. Yeah, I, anyway, I hit my head pretty good. Oh. That's why you wear helmets. But, yeah, I, never again. Yeah, like, I, I can get that. this injured just by the bunny hill i'm good i'm good
2: <laughs> yeah they always tell you oh just cross your feet or like point the toes right? yeah make a pizza slice but they don't tell you you also have to dig in like oh. like kind of dig in with your feet because, see they missed that yeah yeah nobody tells you that nobody i had to find them. that out the hard way <laughs> you know that's how i also like like with snowboarding Right, I used to skateboard. I'm not the, I can't like do awesome tricks, but I can like ride down steep hills on a skateboard. I can like just ride one pretty well. Mm. Um, but it's nowhere similar to snowboarding, because snowboarding you have to carve, yeah, and you're like leaning fully forwards rather than you know slightly leaning and like tilting your feet on a skateboard because the board tilts. With a snowboard, you have to put your whole body into it, and you have to trust you that you're not gonna fall. Right, and like, lean, like leaning back and stuff. So that's really hard. It's the carving part of it. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do that. <laughs> I was very bad at doing it.
0: We're all good at something. Yeah. Most people, Some people spend their entire lives trying to find it. But everybody's good at something.
1: Like you're good at drumming.
0: I am. Oh, yeah. Tell <laughs> us Another about segment. your band. Yeah, tell us about your band. <laughs> I'm curious so, about this. Okay,
2: so I am in a punk band Ooh, uh, yeah. with my friends from high school. It's a band called Kids Don't Float. uh we got they got the name i joined later because i was in manitoba at the time um they they came uh they went to Kelowna or something and there was a sign for like flotation devices like life jackets and stuff for kids right (laughs) and they're like kids don't float you know buy a life jacket right (laughs) oh fun So, so we they named the band after that and um basically they did this really lousy recording of a song it's called shitheads um it's just you know it's punk whatever right oh, yeah. it's a lousy recording where they set up a, like they hung a mic from the ceiling had an acoustic guitar and like a tom drum and a snare drum that was covered up and just like a back and then a few people like backup vocals right it's a tom drum just it's um it's the really big one the, on the floor. yeah there's a oh, big okay. and it makes a boom sound not gotcha. like a snap sound yeah um so that song they like they recorded made a fun. It was just like a fun project that they did. Okay. Put it to SoundCloud, made a music video, whatever. And uh, it blew up on SoundCloud. Like I yeah. say, blow up because the, the the community that it's in is really niche. And uh, it got like fifteen thousand plays or something like that. Whoa. they like in the first couple days, absolutely blew up. So they're like, can we make something out of this, right? So they started like actually recording their songs. And, um, about, uh, like, what was it, 2021, Mm. there was this, uh, a friend of ours was throwing a Halloween party, you know, and they were going to play there, and then the previous drummer, who was already kind of flaky, um, just, like, left. He's like, sorry guys, can't do this anymore. This was a week before they were going to play at this house party, like, their first official, you know, gig. So my buddy calls me up. He's the same guy that works at the hospital as a porter with me. He's the singer slash rhythm guitarist in the band. Um, And he's like, hey, can you, do you want to join our band? (laughs) I was like, yes. Yes, I do. That would be awesome. So, yeah. So I've been a part of this band. We've recorded uh, three songs. Um, Two of them are yet to be released because we're still mixing and mastering them. Okay. Um so you still just got the one song and they just they're, they're, so they recorded a few other songs. Okay. Um uh and one of them got around thirty thousand plays on Whoa. Spotify. Yeah. The one I recorded, I think is at seven thousand on Spotify or whatever. Um, didn't do as well, but like we have a lot of like a lot of people in downtown Vancouver or in that kind of underground punk scene know of us and love us. Like, mm. like they'll come. We don't even know who they are. Like, they're not just our friends coming to these gigs that we're playing at in Vancouver. They're fans, which I find it's it's awesome. I love That's it. Wild. Yeah. So we we play like uh, it's not like Blink One Eighty Two punk. It's more grunge hardcore stuff, like heavier stuff. Um, okay. But it's just it's a lot of fun because you know people aren't stuck up and snobby in this industry. <laughs> They're very accepting mm-hmm. of people. Um, whereas like where I found in jazz, it was if you're not the best, you're worthless, right? Yeah. But in punk, who cares, right? Yeah. So everyone's just, just trash. Just yeah, you're just having fun, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. The guitarist, the lead guitarist in my band, he's the best guitarist I've ever played with. Whoa! He is nuts. He's like he can you can pretty much give him any song to learn and he can learn it, you know. Um, And he has such a good feel to him. And him and I we like we connect pretty well and like you know in feel and improvisation. Like Mm. we'll do the same. Like if we're just improvising, we'll we'll have the exact same idea what we're trying to go for. Right. Pretty much. Right. So it's really fun. Yeah, I I love music. Been playing it a long time. And uh, this is by far the most fun I've had playing it in this band.
0: That's awesome. So. And those are, those are sorry,
2: those are experiences that you, like, just can't get back. Like, oh, they're yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like, um, we, we've had a few gigs or whatever, and some of the people know our lyrics or whatever, and they're all moshing or whatever. Oh. And the, our heaviest song, it's the one I'm on, it's called Tongue Tied. Nice. Um, it's basically just like a... I don't, I can't play the song here, but it's, it's a, it's a, like a kind of chug song, like not like, like chugging kind of, I don't know, just heavy, fast paced, aggressive, whatever. And like our singer, he'll like, there's a time where we cut out and he has like a vocal thing. And I think the lyrics are, they're stupid. They're dead grass and gravel roads, dark seas and sunken boats. That's mm. like kind of the little break. And he'll say dead grass and gravel roads and then he'll hold the mic up to like seven or eight people who are there in this like tiny room and it's just packed and they'll like scream the lyrics into the mic as well and then we go back into it. It's just, it's, I love it, you know, it's so much fun. It's the most fun I have is just playing on, on stage. That's sick. so.
0: Zach, you can speak to that, right? Like, yeah, sure. energy oh, on stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just insane. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's
1: great. It's uh, it's an addicting feeling for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't experienced it quite to the level that it sounds like you've experienced it, but, but yeah, no, that last show that we played was probably the closest yeah, we've gotten. That but was wild. Wa- Zach that. was rocking it on that last one. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you play? Uh, the Captain's Cabin in Mission. Okay. Uh, we, um, it was our vocalist last show. Oh, um, he, yeah. he was leaving the band, so it was you know it was all the people that knew us. You know the. The people that liked us they the came farewell tour. It. Yeah. it also happened to be our C D release show, which was kind of a, a bittersweet show. Yes. But
0: yeah. yeah. This is odd. It's so interesting that like you're both in like the the band scene, the local band scene, but like is there a big difference between your music styles? Like, punk versus what you're doing, which is more like heavy metal? Yeah, probably. Oh, you play heavy metal? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah, I'm in a metalcore band. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: I love... That was, like, what I grew up on.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, but we're, like, the only... (laughs) We're, like, one of the only metalcore bands in the Vancouver area. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not a lot of metalcore bands out here. So a lot of hardcore ones. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't played any shows with any hardcore bands, but we end up playing with a lot of, you know, like technical death metal bands yeah. or people that are infinitely more talented than we are <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> that. all that
2: matters is the feeling really no yeah for yeah. sure
1: but it's just yeah we've never really fit in to a niche anywhere like because mm-hmm. the the crossover i mean the people that are coming to see a technical death metal show they might just be going to watch people play whereas yeah. our music's a bit more energetic yeah
2: and, you're trying to interact with yeah the exactly
1: and, the band and yeah. everything right so yeah
0: I am blown away by this kind of stuff because I have I know nothing about what you're talking. About. Right. But the way you s- say it, like there is such minute differences between each of these subgenres. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a different audience for this tiny, yeah. like, uh, what was it? The technical technical death metal death. Like, what what does the technical part mean?
1: It's really fast and really complicated.
2: Yeah, a lot of of different types of scales and arpeggios. Like, a lot of, it's called sweep picking on a guitar. And, um, like, just really fast guitar things and a lot of fast, like, kick, like, double kick on a drums with, like, blast beats and stuff like that. Yeah. And, And technical screaming. Like, everything is, like, it's not as much feeling behind it as it is, like, look at my cool yeah. look at your skill stuff. You, look yeah. at the technique i've come like i've learned on the guitar or on the drums or something okay. like that whereas metalcore is more you know like there is that aspect to it but it's more of a of a feeling um, music like like take like classical piano okay and okay. jazz piano i don't know if i can really compare those i don't know like classical piano you're not allowed to deviate from anything you have to follow the the conductor's right instructions you have to you know do exactly what the music you cannot improvise a note whereas in jazz it is all improvisation that's all it is Mm -hmm. so kind of similar with technical death metal and like other genres like you know metalcore or like my sort of stuff punk and hardcore it's more of the feeling i find behind it right interesting that's amazing. I'm amazed. <laughs> yeah. I'm, music amazes me. Yeah. Because
0: I know, I just, I'm, I'm a, a, a neophyte when it comes to that stuff. I know nothing. Yeah. Is that the right word for that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I always try and find, like, ways to use neophyte and yeah. stuff, but I don't think I use it right.
1: <laughs> so was this a genre of music that you were into before you joined this band at all? Or? I was not. Okay. I
2: hated punk. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I just, I liked these guys, and... Um, and I was like, I really want to be in a band because I, I wasn't in a band in Abyss. I mean, doesn't want to be in right? a band? Right, <laughs> exactly. And they asked me and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? But now it's my go-to genre. Oh yeah. Now, like, I've, I used to listen to a lot of gent metalcore, oh, okay. um, stuff like that. Gent is good. It's good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. It's very rare <laughs> that another person says gent yeah. is good. Whenever that's I cool. hear
1: someone whenever I hear someone say the word gent, I know that we're gonna be friends. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> wild. Yeah. It's just like a super
0: obscure. It's guy.
1: a very specific <laughs> genre of metal.
0: Oh it's a genre. Yeah, it's oh, I thought so it was a hand.
2: It kind of. Yeah. It's um it it it's automatopoeia. Cause the guitars make a gent sound. That's like the kind of stuff that we play. Is oh, really? Like stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah so, you gotta come to one of their shows. It's okay. Wild. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so bands like for anybody listening, if they know like uh, Periphery, they've mm-hmm. done a lot of gent stuff. Their new album coming out is really heavy.
1: It's awesome. Which yeah. is called. Gent Uh, gent, is not a genre. Yeah, Gent is not a genre,
2: which is awesome. Um, uh, Bands like old animals as leaders stuff. That was like what I, that's what I grew up on. It's like trying to learn how to play that stuff on drums. Oh, yeah. So um, that's how I got to where I am. And it has a lot of
1: crossover (laughs) too with jazz too. Yes. Yes. It's a lot of very polyrhythmic, complicated kind of rhythm stuff. Independent stuff, yeah. For a drummer, I would imagine they're pretty much like...
2: They're very similar. They're, in the sense of, like, jazz is more, like, how you hit and the sound. That was, like, a big thing I had to do. I would spend mm-hmm. hours, like, literally just hitting my cymbal, just, like, tapping it, not even doing patterns, just quarter notes. Yeah. Trying to get the right sound out of the drum. And... And then independence, limb independence, so one limb can play one thing while the other does another, and yeah. then your leg does something, and your other leg does something. I always
0: respect drummers so much for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I could
2: never do that. Keep the yeah. rhythm and, like,
0: different thing with one leg. Oh, yeah. Insane.
2: I, I don't know if you've seen me play much at church, like in the mm. worship bands, but I, I like to do some, you know, technical <laughs> stuff just to, like, make it a little bit more fun for me on stage. Well, is that just, um, like, if that's just, like, amateur hour for you, though, right? Um... I don't want to say that <laughs> <laughs> at all because there are some really good musicians and like, yeah. the worship pastor, she is but that, awesome. And... That
1: kind of music, the point of it isn't to be. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not at all. It's, it's not a detractor it's, it's to for,
2: say. That. It's for the, the congregation. Yeah. Like, worship but, music is yeah. not super
0: technical. No. It's not. No. But
2: I personally find that music that sounds better, I am able to connect with it more, so if I notice there's a not as, you know, competent musician up there like a singer or a drummer i am just totally disengaged so i try to play my best and make it sound the best that i can because i engage more i have i have something called synesthesia oh you do so i i see i see color when i when i listen to music uh some people have it where they they hear a specific note and it's a specific color mine is textures of instruments and 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 like arpeggios or chords that they play or the overall vibe of the song and everything and it changes color. God. It's like a swirl of color. Okay, explain
0: so. the the experience to me
2: because I've always wanted to talk to somebody who had this. Um, It's really, it's... It's kind of cool. It's bad when I'm driving sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever get it where like, as a kid, all the time when I was in bed, I would like sh- like push my eyes really yeah. hard and okay. I would get like those shapes and oh, explosions yeah. of yes. color. Yes. It is very similar to that, but it's more, it's not as abstract. (laughs) Like, you're like, what am I looking, it's like more vibrant, you know, and it's like a swirl of, of colors and, and everything kind of mixing in, in together. That is so beautiful. So some songs will just be like a, like the chord, the G minor seven chord. I associate that one specific chord and there's a chord progression I play on the piano with that where it's purple. And a purple sound, and then some other songs that could be in a similar key or a similar vibe to the chord progression I play are purple. With and it's not like uh, like I, I hit the G note and I get a color. I don't I don't I don't have that strong, but it's just like it's like a feeling and a color mixed into one. If that makes sense.
1: Do you find that it aids you as a musician at all?
2: <sighs> um, I guess so. Yeah. Um, not or it
1: maybe just pushes you more towards music cause you experience it a different way. Yeah,
2: or... Yes, definitely. Because yeah. I find, I don't want to sound, I'm kind of sounding narcissistic here, but like I find I definitely connect with music more than the average person does. It seems like it. Um, like I, like I like what I like and I despise what I don't like, if that makes sense. And I, it's very hard for me to listen to music that I do not like. Hmm. But, if I like there's a there's a new album that came out from one of my favorite bands right now. They're called Guitar Fight from Fooley Cooley. Um, probably never heard of them. They're a very small band. Um, but they play what's called Twinkle Core. <laughs> 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 it's very math rock based with like punk, kind of the fusion, and they oh, it...
0: math rock, what is
2: that? <laughs> oh, okay, so that is um. Bands that experiment with different time signatures and polyrhythms and and a lot of, like... How do I explain it? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Yeah. They,
1: they just play around a lot with timing and... They use math, and, I'm
2: assuming. Yes, yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much, honestly, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. a lot of music is kind of interconnected with math. Yeah, yeah I've noticed yeah. that, yeah. Which is awesome. Um, but, uh, so, they came out with this new EP, and I've been listening... To it, like one specific part of a song, like a hundred times, and I, I still get that same feeling that I got when I first heard it. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people could not listen to a song more than twice yeah. in a row, right? Whereas I can listen to a song a hundred times in a row before I'm sick of it, and then I'll come back to it a week later. So. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm so fascinated. Like
0: you experience things completely different than the next person. Yeah. Oh. okay so when did you did you know from a young age you had
2: synesthesia or did you just randomly hear the g Uh, chord it's weird so it could be a result of i'm not going to make this like a science or something i've had a ton of concussions because i didn't Mm -hmm. have it as a kid i still had a musical ability as a kid but i didn't start noticing until like like 16 or 17 years old that I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) what is this, like, it it was, like, a totally different experience, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, it just started happening, Mm. I, it's so weird, too, like, I don't know how to explain it at all.
0: Okay, so, it just, it just happened one day.
2: Yeah, like, I didn't have it as a kid, and then it just started happening. Interesting, so it might have
0: been the way your brain changed over the years, or it might have been a concussion, something like lodged, one neural network went to a different nerve ending, oh, that's so fascinating. Okay, so do you, have
2: you experienced, like, every color, like, is there a different cord associated with each color? Um, so, the colors I primarily have are, like, darker, warmer, or, like, sorry, like, space theme colors, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay, like... So, like, not so much... And... Yeah, like, purples, reds, um, some greens are in there. Um, light blue is in there, like, a sky light blue with a couple songs. Um, and then with country, it's all brown. Just a solid brown. Mm. <laughs> I don't like country at all. <laughs> it's That's just brown. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't, like, get the whole color spectrum or whatever. Right. But uh, it's it's like like it's like a swirl in my head that's connected to an emotion, right? Incredible. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I don't know. I'm used to it. It's just like it's just there. Like when I'm driving, sometimes I like zone out because <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Look at that swirl. You know. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's really. I don't have it with anything else. Like some people associate colors with smells or tastes or something like that. I don't have that at all. It's like strictly with music. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's
1: it. It would be cool to be able to associate it a little bit more with that
0: kind of thing. With like with colors and stuff, just a new way to experience it. it, yeah. it sounds really cool. Yeah. Do you think that there's more out there that you haven't seen? felt yet experienced yet like if, probably, you, if yeah. there's some they make some new sub-genre of you know technical math
2: <laughs> crab core or something yeah there's probably like it like i said it 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 all depends on like the tone of the guitar like the tuning it's in like that the the sound that the drums are the the texture of the vocalist or you know of the instrument that they're using or whatever um it's like it's all dependent because some one band could play a cover of another song and it would be two different things. Mm. Mm.
0: That's interesting. Oh. It just uh it, the fact that you can that music is so unique even if it's just one guy playing it compared to a cover and you experience it differently on a deeper level like that. That's fascinating.
2: Yeah. It's it's not bad. Like people are like <laughs> people a lot of times people will like pull out their phone and play song. what color is this? What color is this? I can what see color that, is yeah. this? You know? Like what color is Michael Bublé? And I'm like uh, I, I like I don't really care at all, you know. Not so. a Bublé fan. Not 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 a huge buble fan. That's, that's alright. I like my niche things. I'm not a huge you know like gent for gent, gent yeah. right. I'm gonna go listen to this gent. Thing yes, you should. Thing. It's uh not for everybody, but <laughs> it's definitely if you like to headbang, and like you know. I've headbanged
0: bang. before. I can't say it's a hobby of mine, but yeah. I've done it. Yeah. I also think
2: that I mean I do
1: think that gent is kind of a musician's. Kind of yes, music, so, yeah, yes. I feel like I would have to
2: know how to play instruments to really appreciate something like yeah, that. Yeah, that. that that's another thing is there's a lot of genres of music that you have to be a musician in order to appreciate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think jazz is one of those. Jazz, things. yes, jazz yeah. is people one that them. don't play music don't mm-hmm. understand jazz. Metal is yeah. one of them. I find a lot of musicians like metal, and yeah. like I'm not a not a lot of non musicians will say. I like the music of metal, but I don't like the screaming or yeah. whatever. But a lot of musicians I like the screaming, that. right? Yeah. Um, and which is fine. Like, it took me a while to warm up to it um, when I was younger. But I wanted to be like my cousins who also <laughs> listen to metal. Mm. And so I started... I bought my first album, which was August Burns Red's live album called yeah. Home. Yeah. That was the one I always... And that got me into metal. Yeah. So, um, but yeah... Like that—that's one thing. Is there's a lot of genres out there. I think August Burns Red is what got me into metal too. Right? Nice, yeah. Because yeah. they, they were it's one a of gateway those gateway
1: They were—they were a Christian metal. Yeah, band.
2: yeah. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. I was—you like, were I'm allowed too... to listen to them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was too scared to listen to anything else. I'm like, I don't want demon worship. Yeah, know, <laughs> I was a good little kid. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, jazz and and metal uh, punk is another one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not as much. But it's kind of cool math rock would be one where musicians yeah. really appreciate yeah. that a lot very more. technical yeah. right so yeah I think it like math rock
1: specifically does overlap with some other genres that makes it a little bit more accessible like my wife likes math rock and she couldn't play an, an, any yeah. instrument if she
2: tried yeah. But,
1: yeah but she likes like the more ones that overlap with emo a little bit more like American football oh yeah. Really yeah. And,
2: yeah yeah I can play their one song that everybody knows with um, Never Meant. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah. play that on guitar and yeah. on drums. So yeah, yeah, that's a good song.
0: Watching you guys nerd out on this stuff <laughs> is
1: <like, a> great. <laughs> I never get the chance to talk about these bands with anyone ever.
2: Yeah, it's very it's a rare day that you meet somebody who knows all these bands. who knows like gent and all this yeah. stuff. Oh. Like if there's a if there's a metal concert in Vancouver going on, I have one maybe two people I can go with. Yeah. yeah. Right, you so. got three. Exactly. No, I got three. Yeah. I got three <laughs> now. Right, yeah, it's so. the people
1: in my band that I can go with. Pretty yeah, much. yeah. So, yeah.
0: Are you okay? So you're in the punk band. Mm-hmm. Like, are you guys in
2: on like the local music scene at all? Do you know a lot of the other bands around here? Yeah, yeah, we do. We don't know all of them, but like a lot of the punk bands we know, we've mm-hmm. played with a few. There's a pretty popular one in Chilliwack called Smother.
0: Smother.
2: Um, they're they're a hardcore band, um, just aggressive to be the aggressive, name right? sounds aggressive. <laughs> um, there's a there's a there's another band they broke up recently because their drummer had to move back to New Zealand or something. But they were called <gasps> Cat Lamp bands like Pale North. You know, Growing Up Dead's another big one. Uh, the Tablespoons, <laughs> like all these. Do you have a personal bands. favorite like local Pale band? North? Pale North. I played with them. We had a gig. Oh, it was almost three weeks ago. And I'd never heard of them before, and I was like, oh boy, right, like, you know, but they are incredible, their set was, like, it was just awesome, like, they're, they're a more math rock band, like, they did a lot of, like, the guy, the amazing guitarist, but, like, really technical but still like just beautiful feeling and the the show like the like the stage presence they had was just incredible Mm. and at the end of the set they were just like playing with a bunch of these sounds after just a beautiful song and they both like the bassist and the guitarist put their guitar like their their stuff on the ground and they're just like detuning everything and like making all this noise but it sounds awesome while the drummer's still playing like the main beats ever but it was just we were just all like jaw drop, just in <laughs> awe it was awesome oh so they're amazing. my favorite band i actually downloaded some of their things on yeah. on spotify so
1: but they're not around anymore
2: they are oh they, they are yeah this was a couple of weeks they they've been around for like since 2018 i think okay so they're kind of an older band but yeah. pale north is the one pale north. north yeah shout out pale north if you're listening yeah <laughs> they're a great band check them out so i will
0: I write down all the stuff people say, and I'm like, yeah. I just look it all up after. I'm like, <laughs> these guys rock.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I could talk for hours and hours about music, so I, maybe we should segue a little bit more, because <laughs> sure. I'll be I'll be talking for hours about it. So uh,
0: Let's see. Okay. We've got a, a little bit of time left. Okay. Uh, all right. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you wanted to touch on?
2: Is there anything that you want to share with the audience? Um. Well, not really. I mean, I guess more about myself is I'm a huge computer nerd. Okay. Stuff like that. Um, I don't know. You guys might be into that sort of stuff. I, I have a computer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I built I built my own. You know, it's oh uh, really expensive. Uh, like I have, like do you know what a thirty seventy graphics card is no. i know what a graphics card is so i have a <laughs> like a really expensive graphics card
1: okay. those were the ones that were like really really hard to get for a while right yeah yeah,
2: yeah because of, of the crypto yeah and everything and oh. so people were like just scalpers, yeah. right so like they're just stealing all the graphics cards um is that how crypto works well it's because it's all these people that invested in to crypto got rich and they're like how do i get richer since bitcoin you know is really expensive no. right now how can no. i get richer they just buy graphics cards that, you know, would sell like for $600 or something like that and then sell them for 4000 Yeah. $4,000, 5000 So when, when Bitcoin crashed, so did the price of these GPUs and that's when I picked mine up and it was like right before they released their next gen series. So the mm. prices were also down. So I was able to cop up, but this one will last me 10 years. Like it's a really good one. So so what do you get out of that? Um, I can play games much higher like <laughs> frame rate <laughs> pretty much so like um i can make my my video games I'm, i love them i love video games huge nerd i can make them look beautiful mm-hmm. and run beautifully so like um do you know what if like the frame rate on a on like a on a playstation 5 or, or 4 or whatever is 60 fps okay so 60 frames per second that's what you're seeing on your screen I can make games run, like, those same games run at, like, 300 frames per second. So cool. it's a lot smoother just on my screen, screen, right? It seems like a lot. But it also depends on the type of monitor that you have, like, the hertz on the monitor. So most TVs are 60-hertz TVs, right? That's why consoles are 60 mm. frames locked. But my monitor, I have a 144-hertz monitor, so that's what I'm seeing it all at. But, like, I can just, I can make my game run at a high frame rate, on beautiful looking graphics. So, games like, Cyberpunk, or like, Mm. Elden Ring, or, you know, Skyrim, I can make look amazing, with with mods and stuff like that. So, yeah. Do you do the one where you the dragons are Thomas the Trank engines? I don't do (laughs) do those, I've seen that one. That one's great. (laughs) And like, the dragon crashes, and it's
0: actually a train. Yeah. Wonderful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's some really cool mods out there, for some games, and, i don't i don't like altering the vibe of the game that much If mm. that makes sense like taking me out of the world right i don't like that as much as um just making it look better yeah so there's a lot of like texture packs that you can get for skyrim that make it look better or whatever
0: yeah you get like more missions and stuff like yeah. that too i don't know I, i've tried a little bit of that
2: yeah what um, are you playing right now the game I play the most right now is probably Counter-Strike. Okay. Um, oh, still Counter-Strike? Still, I'm really good at Counter-Strike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you. Um, my friends and I, we uh, are almost the top rank in the game. It's just really hard to rank up because you have to win 12 games in a row without losing one. Mm. Right? And we're playing with some of the best players. Like, Like, there's something called third-party matchmaking. Okay. So it's not through the actual game. It's got its own player base that you connect to its servers but playing the same game. And then they have their own ranking system. And you'll have better players on these third-party things. So there's a place called Face It and a place called ESEA. And pros will play on these and they'll be at the top ranks. We were at the top ranks on these third-party matchmaking and we're playing with like Counter Strike professional players sometimes, right? Um, like, like, like once or twice it doesn't happen because they do it. Like most of them are in Europe or whatever; or they're in their own kind of communities playing it. But sometimes, you know, we play with like people who play this game like for top, for money, yeah. Right, like they win; they can win millions of dollars yeah. at tournaments, right?
0: So what's the like? You say you're you're good at Counter Strike. Yeah, you're one of the top amateur players. I
2: I wouldn't say that. I'm just like. I play it for fun. Okay. Um, but I'm really good at... The, I'm way, way, way better than your average player. Okay. But, like, those those amateur players, are they're crazy, mm-hmm. even. But, like, you know, and the pros. It's just, like, the reaction time is so much faster. Their aim with a mouse and keyboard is so much better. Their game knowledge is just, you know, a, on a different level, and they have strats that they do. Whereas my friends and I... We're really good at the game, but it's, it's very hard that we, we can't, we don't have the capacity to like care about strats. We just kind of run around and do whatever. Right. <laughs> right. So it is, it is, that's like kind of the game I'm playing. I play league, league of legends sometimes or overwatch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not as good as those games at those games that I am counter Strike, but that's kind of what I spend most of my time in. Interesting. So, yeah. A lot of competitive stuff. Yeah, I love the competitive no. scene. Oh, yeah. So, or, like, just games I can play with my friends, really. We try to find Steam games that are, like, 10 bucks. Oh, what well, can we play now, you know? Yeah. We're looking around constantly for new games to try out. So, Sick. yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a very big hobby of mine because it, it's, like, people will make fun of it. But then those same people go and see movies and whatever or something like that. And, like, what's the difference? One, you're interacting with the world that... It's like art. Some of these games are, like, oh, literal gorgeous, art, gorgeous. right? And just a storyline that's behind them. And, like, the the things that you have to go through and everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful and you're immersed in this world. And same with a movie. But you're not interacting with a movie. Right. Unless you're watching Black Mirror or whatever that show is called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... You know, you're not interacting with a a normal movie, but you can still feel that connection. Or same with a book. You're you're, you're in the world, and you feel the emotion. It's the same with a video game. Mm -hmm. It's just one is kind of looked down upon, I find.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of stigma with that. Yeah. And it's a real shame, you know? I've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of, like, God of War gameplay.
2: Yeah. You know, the Red Dead Redemption 2 storyline? Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, God of War is one of the greatest storylines in my opinion out there it yeah. is such an amazing game
0: like if you can get to to the end of that game and not feel for those characters yeah yeah you've got something going on yeah you need
2: to see somebody and then but you also get the bonus of seeing gory violent action right exactly. <laughs> and participating <laughs> so I'm not a psychopath but <laughs> you know like playing around and fighting right like yeah, that's yeah. that's the most fun in video games but on top of that you have this beautiful world that these developers, And writers and creators have fleshed out for you Mm -hmm. and all the attention to detail in it is just it's amazing it's awesome so
0: fascinating
2: yeah zach i agree
0: yeah video games are cool i wish i had more time to play them (laughs) me too (laughs) yeah me too like zach played this game with this like crow with this sword and then he's like you gotta play this game
1: oh death's door yeah yeah
0: and i'm like okay so then like six weeks later i like bought the game and then I played it once, and then I haven't played it again. Mm-hmm. I never beat it, but
2: I, I had a
1: lot of fun with that while I was playing it. Yep. Yeah. Good times.
2: The perks of my job is I can play video games because a lot, like at night or whatever. Yeah. Because a lot of times I work like a, a, like a graveyard or like a three to eleven shift. Right. And I'm still wide awake, so I just play video games when I don't have to do anything else, you know. So
0: okay, let me touch on that. Okay. So you do these night shifts, graveyard shifts. Yeah. Like how do you, how do you feel like your body has adjusted to that, or like do you feel
2: repercussions of that? Yeah, like right now I got a headache because okay. uh, I know I should be you know getting I should be tired right now, right? But in reality, I woke up two hours before coming here, right? <laughs> right, because I had a graveyard shift, and um, and then tomorrow morning I have to be up and be at work at nine in the morning. Okay, so. But I won't be able to fall asleep because I slept in so late today, so I'm gonna be very tired for my shift tomorrow. Cause you're not gonna sleep from now till then. Uh, I'll sleep a very little amount, like okay. probably two hours, and then and then I'll get up and then I'll probably take a nap when I get back. So and then I then I have to go to work again on Saturday at ten or something nine again. So it won't be as bad. Mm. But then it's back to three to eleven on Monday.
0: So you're just wreaking havoc on
2: your like <laughs> yeah circadian rhythm. Yeah, and... but I've always done that. Even when I was in university, I was doing that, and just I'm kind of used to it now. Yeah, because I I sleep when I'm tired, <laughs> and then wake up when I'm not. Right. So that's, that's one good. way to do it. I guess so. Um, so it's not the biggest thing. I just I find I get headaches or I lack energy mm. sometimes, and it'll be hard for me to sleep sometimes. When I need to, and then it's really easily when I shouldn't sleep. I've I have a whole issue with sleeping. It's like if that's a whole other, like insomnia. Mm, yeah. Like tossing and turning. Um. And like, uh, I just like melatonin won't help sometimes, and like my sleep schedule will because I'll be up for twenty hours or something, and then i I can sleep for sixteen, but that's not a good mm, cycle. No. But if no. I were to be up for for 16 hours and sleep at eight. I also couldn't do that because 16 hours is not enough for me to be tired. Really? It, yeah. Like it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know. you got all sorts of stuff going on. man. Yeah. I got a lot of medical issues and I don't mean to have them. And I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> I try not to be one of those guys. Like I have this, I have this, I have this, but like I have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Oh, wow. Do you think that that pushed you into the
0: medical field? Like, why did you want to be a nurse? Because
2: um, I want to help people. Mm. Um, I love that, like, helping people in need. Um, like, a lot of friends have come to me for, you know, like, counseling. You know, they're going through something tough. And, you know, I help them out on, like, an ear that they can listen to. Or no, sorry, an ear that they can talk to. And I'll listen to them, um, and like, and I wanted to be a therapist originally, hmm. um, but then I thought to myself, like, I could. I also wanted to be a paramedic, right? So I was thinking to myself, I could be a nurse, get my bachelor's of science in nursing, and then go into med school and then go into psychiatry where I can really help people out because it's either psychiatry or psychology, Mm -hmm. but psychologists cannot prescribe medicine where psychiatrists can, but it's a completely different field you have to go into. Right. So I was thinking, okay, well, if I become a nurse, I can go into med school and if that doesn't work out, then I can always just fall back on nursing Mm -hmm. and have a career out of it and I'm still helping people. Um, I'm just not a doctor, you know, so it's pretty tough to do that yeah that's what i hear Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, i've heard that they don't make it easy yeah
0: yeah i heard it's not that great anymore either i don't know
2: so yeah Uh, bottom line i just like i like helping people and i wanted to make a career out of it i don't want to be like no i'm not trying to take shots at any construction workers i am not meant for construction work (laughs) i think i am uh, no, that, that will sound bad. <laughs> I, I just don't think I'm, I'm built for it. That's you know? all right. <laughs> I don't have the it's mind. It's good to recognize too, though. Yeah,
0: know what your body can do, know what your mind can do, like what you're fit for, what you're yeah. not fit for. That's stuff that people have to figure out, right? Yeah,
2: like like I have a friend. Um, He's a really good friend of mine. And uh, I was always smarter than him in school. <laughs> okay. But he is so much better at working with his hands. Yeah. And like even today, I was like, Gary, I have car issues. <laughs> can like he, like he can do mechanics. Like he, he's the guy that got me into sheet metal for a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And he works there still. And he is so much better at working with his hands than I am. I just can't do it. But he is just amazing at it. Yeah. So
0: and that's such an interesting thing because everybody is so different, right? Yeah. And you know, we talked about this earlier, right? Yeah. With People seeing the world differently, and you know, even with you know, autistic people, they see things differently. But they're so much better at other things than we are. Yeah. And it, it's so fascinating that we know almost nothing still.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, why is it that that guy is better with his hands than that guy? Yeah. No one knows. Is yeah. it his brain chemistry? Is it his body chemistry? Mm-hmm. Is it? Something that happened to him as a child? Yeah. Who knows? Nature versus nurture and stuff like that. You know? <sighs> Genetics. Uh,
2: who knows? Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, but it's such a cool system. Yeah.
2: I, I feel like I err more on the side of, like, book smart mm. um, because of my parents. Right. Right? Like, my dad, he's incredibly smart. And my mom is incredibly smart. She won't admit it but like she's smart in a different way than my dad is. My dad is really good at memorizing and like learning new things, but my mom, you know, she was a like a 911 dispatcher for 20 years. Mm. And just the 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 uh what do I her decision making under pressure mm. is like she's amazing at that. She won one of the only awards given to a civilian um by the Oxford police for um, basically, there was a cop murderer or something like that, and he stole a car and was driving in. And she took control of the mission, the Langley and the Abbotsford police, and, the, and she surrounded this guy. Mm-hmm. But all she's doing is looking at a map, doesn't know where this guy is, just knows his approximate location, and was able to corner him in by telling all these different police officers to go here, go here, go here, go here, go here, go here mm-hmm. and corner this guy in so he can't leave and caught him. Like, stuff like that she's a genius for that and uh so and she was also a musician and her parents were musicians so i come from a musical family so i'm a musician myself and you know book smart and where my dad can work with his hands he knows how to uh it he wasn't like a he's not a construction worker right so maybe thats it, why i'm not a construction yeah. worker right yeah. i can do some things i'm not the greatest at it but like you know i'm way better with book smarts than i am with You know that sort of stuff
0: fascinating yeah people fascinate me this is great
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah Yeah. you could you
0: know if you you could know every fact in the world but if you crumble under pressure then what where will where do you fit right yeah exactly stuff like that is so interesting what do you think zach i agree people are great people are super (laughs) interesting (laughs) including you thank you okay one more question. Yeah,
2: what gets you up in the morning? I should have expected this question because I've heard you ask it before. Um, well, uh I don't know. I think it's or coffee. afternoon or evening. Yeah, yeah. yeah whenever your yeah, yeah. shift starts. <laughs> um, Two hours ago. Part of it is my faith. Mm. Um, part of it is because. I just want to, uh, live for something that I can have fun with in the future, if that makes sense. Like I can, I can like look forward to, you know, going someplace like, you know, to my friend's wedding mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I get up and I'm excited. I'm always trying to look, Oh, what do I have coming up next? Um, but the biggest thing is probably just music and my band. Yeah. I love it. Um, and my career. You know. What's your band's name? Kids don't float. Oh right, right. Yeah. Kids we don't said float. that. We yeah. said that earlier. Yeah. Like so we
0: cannot we have to make sure we shout the band. <laughs> yeah,
2: shout out Kids Don't Float. Check us out. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, the rest. Are you on Bandcamp? We are. Okay. A Couple songs. Um Stee- Steezer? What's it called? St- uh, Deezer. 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 Yeah, Deezer. Deezer. We're on yeah. that too. Okay, don't know so what that is.
1: Neither do I. Um <laughs> <laughs> I used it for a while. So Spotify made me mad, so I switched, but
2: now I'm back on Spotify. But yeah. <laughs> I kind of just live just to experience, you know, try new things sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, big one be music. Probably the biggest one though is cuz of my faith, you know. Yeah. Um and that I'm a Christian and whatever and you know, try to do that even though it's it's hard. But yeah. That's about that's about it, I guess. That's you in a that, nutshell. That's right? me in a nutshell. I'm not too interesting but i got some stories
0: uh you know what our listeners will argue with you (laughs) you (laughs) just filled two hours without an issue yeah so yeah this was a fun one yeah i didn't think zach was gonna like hey man gents that's cool (laughs) (laughs) it is cool Check out yeah it's fun watching this guy zach just like connect like that (laughs) (laughs) because it doesn't happen that often no usually it's like oh you know ask some questions about stuff and whatever it is but then it's like oh Right there, like you, like when you turns act, like when you flick the switch, he's like, "Oh man,
1: my little micro corner of the world." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <sighs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show. Thanks for coming on. This was Thanks a lot for having fun. me. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Thank you. Awesome.